This is Sports Radio 560, WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Sports Radio 560, WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. To talk to Neil, call 5670560, toll free for Dane and Broward, or pound 560 on your cell phone. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, no. Beasley Read Acquisition, no. or the Beasley Broadcast. No, 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 no. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560, QAM. This is Joe on the voice of the Toronto. They don't come any better than Neil Rogers. Bears him with a pass in front of the net. Barad trying to get a shot. And it was like another shot. The Bears and scores! Scores! Sergey Barazan has scored for Toronto on the power play. 59.2 seconds. And this place has become a morgue. Well, all right, sports fans. My anus. My anus, 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 my Want to copy me and do exactly like I do? Get paid for writing little songs about boo-boo? My brain's all gone. I'm trying to get my groove on. But I can't figure out which Spice Girl I'm going to fart on. Hey, Dr. Dre ass. Yo, man, you pass care? No. Why do I smell ass? Man, you low class. Well, since age 12, it seemed like I always smelled. I thought gripping gases and tooting was pretty swell. I got pissed off when I took my jeans off and fought it so hard to turn my underwear backwards like crisscross. And every night I'm like, oh, dinner last. And fought out my ass faster than a fat bitch who ain't too fast. Smell this, honey. Yo, dude, wait a minute. That's my girl, cuz. I don't give a fuck. God sent me to stink the world up. My anus. My anus. My anus. My anus. My anus. My anus. Teacher wanted me kicked out back in junior high. Said the problem was something crawled up my ass and died. I shot him in the face with my vapor. The worst happened later when I covered his desk with used toilet paper. <laughs> Walked in the strip club, my intestines were filled up. Moved the bartender, took a dump in a tip cup. Went over to a dancer, had a buck in her garter. She lifted her leg up. And I knew she was a father. 99% of my life I was lied to. I just found out my mom got more gas than I do. I told her I'd grow up to be a famous rapper. Make a record about strange noises. Made on the crapper. You know you was dirt when the women rushed to leave. You tried to hold it back, but your butt needed relief. This guy at White Castle said it was pretty cool. But I had to go. Go drop the kids off at the pool. My anus. My anus. My anus! Oh! My anus! Oh! My anus! Oh! My anus! 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 I felt great every day of my vacation. I come back to town yesterday afternoon and here this morning. George has got a cold. Boca Bryan's got a cold. Greg Reed, who is perpetually sick in every possible way ever uh, discussed, he comes in here. He's got a red nose like Sandy Claus. He's got a cold. And I'm coming down. I feel I, I can scratch it right now. But hey, that's okay because now, did you go through these on the air on uh, Friday or what? 
we hit the highlights. Hello, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, just the highlights. The highlights of what? Well, like, how the morning had a great book, and Hank had a gigantic, enormous book, which we'll tell you why in a second. And we went through the absolute roof oh! on this show. Oh, God. And uh, I see some very serious bonus money in the wings here is what I see now. Uh, yeah, overall, QAM number two, and then 2554, just just missing out being number one of that goddamn big, oh! which other than Howard has got nothing on that station at all, but nevertheless, 6.6, number two, and then 2554 here on QAM overall. In fact, if the Marlins would uh, maybe have won one or more, two more games, we might actually have an audience there at night, which we don't. They actually went up a little bit at night, but not too much. 6 to 10 a.m., 5, 2 to a 5, 8. Nice going, guys. Oh! I told Defoe in a haul this morning. I keep ripping you guys. You'll be up to an 8 share in no time. That's what it's all about. I'm telling you right now. I don't want to take any credit for it, but I will anyway. Just keep ripping these guys in ass, and all of a sudden it becomes like uh, almost listenable, you know. See what the hell they're going to do next. Midday, look at that. From a 9 in the fall book, from a 9 point oh! to a 10.7. And that's from 10 to 3. And with all due respect to the fat one there in the afternoon who had a gigantic book, with all due respect to Hank, uh, that means we did over an 11 share in men, 25.54, number one by a country mile, baby. Oh! How do you like that? Nice going. Oh, God. Thank you. you have a great trip? Yes. I'm going to talk about uh, doing your business on a train, by the way. you ever done any business on a train? What kind of business? Either, 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 I'm not talking about sex. This isn't some kind of filthy, perverted sex show like you were doing with Joe last week when I was away, you know? Thank God that I'm back to bring this show back to a little bit of class instead of this perverted sex crap, rubbing people's feet and uh, broads running around here with their boobs hanging out. You thought this was the goddamn Ron and Ron show from what I'm hearing. And how are they doing, by the way? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, afternoons, the humper, look at this, just rising from the ashes, just when everybody had counted him out for whatever reason, and I told him, stop doing those stupid press conferences. Stop playing those long, boring, ponderous press conferences on the air, Hank. You'll be back up there in no time at all. From a 5.1 to a 7.0, you know something, that's 3 to 7. So you know that 6 to 7 hour, with all apologies to Fat Boog, which, by the way, is he still that fat? Did we ever get the uh, thing? Uh, the, uh, no, he hasn't been in the building. No, I wonder why. Oh, they can't get him in? Maybe they'll lower him in with a crane through the through the roof, like they do with air conditioning units. Maybe they'll lower him in through the roof one of these <laughs> folks that we can put him on that meat scale, see who wins the pool. And whatever happened to the cash in that pool, by the way, if we can't get him in the building? What Whatever happened to the uh, cash that was in the uh, kitty? I get it all. Okay. Well, there's George's bonus. Oh, is there about 20 bucks in there? 7.0, that's between 3 and 7. That means I bet you Hank did like about an 8 share in men. That, that may just be his biggest uh, book ever on this station. You think so? Uh-huh. Nice going there, fatso. Hank will be on from Shula's Day 2 this afternoon. And even at nighttime, we went up a little bit. But I started the same moments ago. One of the reasons, I don't want to you know, take anything away or pee on Hank's parade, because everybody on the station did real well. Even nights went up a little bit in spite of those great Marlins. But the real reason, the secret weapon here, and you know who pointed this out this morning? Which, I, of course, I hadn't looked at this that much yet. I just uh, got my fat ass back in town. The real secret weapon we got going is... <laughs> that's the weapon right there. She's the one, baby. What did I tell you about that whole deal, huh? They went up nicely in the morning, Rick and Pud. I mean, they went up, just like I said, nice enough so that it was a meaningful number, like from a 0 0.9 in men in the last book to a 2.8. Which, I mean, 2.8 isn't, isn't spectacular, but for that station, it's gigantic. So just exactly what I predicted. They would do well. They would certainly do much better than your favorite John Ford, that piece of crap. And whatever the other swill was they had in the morning on their 50,000-watt goddamn station. Nice going, Pete Bolger, you jackass. 
you simpleton, despised and hated by all. They hate you like poison. They wish you'd croak a wicked death and then come back and do it again. They don't want you to die just once. They want you to die, come back to life again like Jesus. Born again, die again. Die again, you know, and that's it. Never stop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she did a number and she dropped right into the old. Yeah. If you look at the bottom of your bowl right now, you may look see something that resembles Brooke. <laughs> Especially if you just had like a bad bowl of grits this morning. Look at the bottom of your bowl and you'll see something that looks exactly like Brooke, the babbling Brooke. She had a number in the afternoon. They're, they're having a search party to find that goddamn number. That's how bad it was. I'll, I'll tell you what it was right now, as a matter of fact. I won't keep you in suspense because I'm sure that you want to, like, fall on the floor in laughter when you hear from what Rick and Suds did in the fall. Just what I predicted, too, by the way. Nice going, Neil. Yeah, from a 5.1 share in men, men 25.54, that's our demo that we care about, okay? From a 5.1 in the fall book with Rick and Suds to a 1.9. <laughs> With a babbling brook. You figure that out, okay? What is that? Two turds? Yeah, she lost two turds. Unbelievable. Nice going, Peter. We're the last great hope for this town is WQAM. I'll tell you that right now. That's why we went through the roof on the whole station. The people in this town finally got their act in gear. They finally understood that the last great hope you've got for anybody who's speaking English in this town who's lighter than the, uh, a thing of charcoal, this is the only place you got, baby. This is it. Even if you can't stand Gildy's voice, what did I tell you about how great that morning show was going to do, didn't I? Oh! Told you. He's the secret goddamn weapon. They keep tuning in every morning to see if he's still on the air. Goddamn, he's still on there. Yeah, he's still on. That's right. And they can't turn it off. They're, they're astonished. They can't believe it. He's still on there, making those sounds. Then we got the guy in the middle of the day. He's making those sounds. And then we got the guy in the afternoon who's making those sounds. And the guy like after him was making even bigger, like... Uh, yeah, sounds. I'm just all worked up. Ten minutes after ten at 560 WQM. If you're worked up about, uh, like, with an appetite, how about heading for the Emerald Coast Chinese Buffet? Because nobody anywhere in the universe, probably even in China, offers you more food at a more reasonable price. And I'm talking about great, delicious, fresh Chinese food and lots more, too. Hundreds of mouth-watering chicken dishes and beef dishes and the pork dishes and vegetarian dishes and salad dishes. And they also have... A fantastic sizzling Asian grill with teriyaki chicken and steak and shrimp and seafood prepared to your order, along with hand-carved prime rib, a sushi bar, a salad bar, featuring fresh shrimp cocktail, too. And at the Emerald Coast, they use only the best. Best ingredients, only cholesterol-free canola oil. Never even think about using any MSG in there, so you leave with a big smile on your puss, not a screaming headache. Also, try to leave room because they've got a dessert bar with cakes and pies, chocolates, cream puffs, mounds of fresh fruit, like even the heaven watermelon, ice cream with all the toppings, a full bar with beer, wine, and cocktails, too. It is unbelievable. Now, two Emerald Coast locations. The original one in Sunrise. It's on Pine Island, half mile north of Oakland Park Boulevard. The second location on Collins Avenue, 163rd in North Miami Beach. Takeout and delivery available as well. Limited reservations accepted. The Emerald Coast voted number one Chinese in town by the readers of the Sun Sentinel. You tried once, and you'll agree, too. This to uh, give you the real thing here, Neil.
560 WQMM definitely coming down with something, so we better soothe our throats with lots of food today to celebrate the big, gigantic QAM uh, winter ratings book. Oh! How did this place go through the roof? You know, when Greg stuck his head and his red nose in here for just a couple of moments here to congratulate me on a great book, I should have said, hey, now that you got all this money coming in here, you cheap bastard. But now they won't do it, see? This is just like the, what happened at the old IC oh! years ago. They discovered that, you know, they could actually get very good numbers, I mean, numbers even like these every now and then, certain books, without doing any promotion at all, without spending a dime. So why should they spend the money? Huh? Now, with the FM, for example, which I noticed that Power 96, with their loud, obnoxious music, is number one in midday, 18 to 34. All those punks out there, 18 to 34, number one by a mile. I mean, they can buy that audience, you know, because that audience needs money for drugs. So naturally, they just give away a lot of money, and they're uh, tuned in. Whatever station gives away the most money, whether it's Y100, Power 96, and that's the reason that all our people on QAM, most of them are making squat, like George and Joe and most of the other hunderlings around here. They're making crap because we have to pay for all these uh, goofballs we got down the hall that uh, ramming the, the walls down. So speaking of ramming it, by the way, I was just telling George we were in uh, Cologne, Germany, within like half an hour after we got off the train from Amsterdam, when Cologne, Germany had a German sausage in our mouths. Oh! Huh? What's wrong with that? No, bratwurst. No, it's perfect for the English. I would tell you right now, Cologne, Germany, one of the most beautiful cities you will ever see in your life. Upscale. They have all these, like, um, I'm trying to think, like Lincoln Road Mall is the only thing I can think of here that would be the equivalent streets that are like shopping streets with no traffic, close to traffic. Just walking shopping streets. But, I mean, just tons and tons of these upscale, artsy-fartsy shops and stores, everybody well-dressed. Only one problem, there are too many goddamn Germans. But other than that, huh? great place. So we're taking the train from Amsterdam to Cologne, which takes about two and a half hours. It's about uh, five, six stops. Not bad at all. And I'm sitting there. And in first class, of course, a guy like me does Oh, and don't let me forget about Virgin Atlantic. i got to do an hour on them. So I get bumped up to upper class again every time. Thank you, by the way, Richard. Virgin Atlantic, man, what an airline. We're going to do at least three hours on them. The best. So anyway, we're on this train. And the uh, when, when you cross the border from Holland into Germany on the train, they come on and the guy says, uh, he, he announces, uh, from this point forward, the, this train will be in the hands of the German police. Yeah, right. And it's just, they're just, I don't know, maybe it's just uh, something in my background. Oh, yeah, like that. I don't know what it is. But they're just, you know, like the hair on the back of your neck starts uh, rising. It just rubs you kind of the wrong way, especially if you're Jewish. From now on, this train will be in the hands of the German police. You will have a good time. You will sit in your seat, shut up, and be a good boy. And you will not make no mess in the train. So speaking of making a mess, so I'm sitting there, and they, they have like a, a, a little dining room car in between the first and the second class, and there's nobody in there. There's nobody eating because it's a ripoff, and evidently everybody knows that. And that was very nice, though, if you wanted a sandwich or whatever, as long as you asked very politely, I guess. 
And so the, the guy comes by to stamp your ticket, your train ticket. And he stamps it. And I said to him, uh, where are the restrooms? Where's the, uh, there. He points, uh, you know, just in the general direction, like behind where I'm sitting. So being adventurous, I go and look there, and it's right, right behind the cover, very conveniently, but never having done, all I had to do was squirt, take squirt. a leak. Okay, thank God. Have you ever thought about taking, uh, any kind of a, uh, eliminatory, uh, thing? A leak or a dump on a train? I've done that. Do you have? A leak. Do you see where it goes? No, I didn't. You didn't see where it goes? It didn't go down where, the tracks, what, Huh? I'm, I'm standing there taking a leak, okay? And, of course, the, the train vibrates much more than a, your average plane, unless a plane, like, drops 10,000 feet, you know, which it does every once in a great while. Not too often, thank God. But the, the train is vibrating on the tracks. So I guess it's not a good idea to stand there holding your um, too hard for too long. You know, too much vibration could have an accident. But at any rate, so that you're holding on to like the uh, thing there, and you're taking a leak, and you're, I'm looking straight down. Now, maybe you never looked down. You're not inquisitive enough. Didn't you wonder where it goes? Haven't we had this conversation about on a plane? I used to think that when you did a uh, on a plane, it would like just go into space and would like uh, dissipate before it hit your roof most of the time. It doesn't go on the tracks over there, does it? It goes on the tracks. To loose la tracks. Not in this country. Not no more. Well, over there it does. Used to be that way. Well, over there it does. And these are very, this is a very nice train, too. This isn't some schlepadicky like a freight train. This is a very nice, uh, you know, hotshot first-class cabin. Icky and you're, and you're, I'm looking down at the bottom, and I thought I saw water way down at the bottom. And then I realized that that was like, it was like a, 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 an optical illusion. There was no water down there. It was sand. It was the tracks. And I thought, and, and then of course I become fascinated and I'm watching the urine trickle down that long tube that goes right to the bottom of the train and out onto the tracks. I felt like I was watering part of Germany. Like payback is a bitch, you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Yeah, getting even with some of those Nazi bastards. So, you know, I go back and I sit down. I'm telling John about this whole thing, about how you take a leak and it goes on the track. And then I'm starting to think to myself, what happens if you uh, have to do more serious business? As in Toulouse-Ladrec? Huh? On the tracks? Seriously. And Oh, and there's a sign inside the bathroom that says, please do not use this lavatory while the train is stopped at uh, is at any stops. For obvious reasons. I mean, can you see somebody getting ready to board the train all of a sudden? Oh, geez, look at that. Dropping right out of the bottom. <laughs> a little pile. Oh, God. That's how they do it. How do, how do they do it here? Where does it go here? It's like a, like a bus. It has a holding tank. It has the, uh, the Portageon system that they, they drain. And... Well, what a waste of time that is. They know how to do it over there in Europe. I mean, what's wrong with peeing on the tracks? Huh? Peeing nothing. But well, the, yeah, that's another story. So it's always a good idea not to have too much sorbitol before you get on a train, especially for like a two-and-a-half-hour train ride. What's wrong with that? Why do you think that that... <laughs> all, these, all these different things that you encounter, if you ever get the hell out of here. Which, by the way, speaking of getting out of here, I'm coming through my hotel in Amsterdam one day. I think it was on uh, Thursday. No, it was Friday. Queen's Day. That's the big hysterical holiday they have April 30th every year to honor the Queen of Netherlands, Queen Beatrix. Not the kind of queens you're thinking about, although I'm sure there were plenty of them there, too, besides me. And what are you doing? 
You're just checking. You know I, about I, the phone. I'm paranoid. Yeah. George had an episode here on Friday, which I'm very pleased, by the way, only because misery loves company. I'm glad it had to somebody it happened to somebody besides me. Where the phones, he was going on and on and on, and it looked like nobody was calling. Like now, but I'm used to it. It's Monday, you know. They want to hear my stories, and even if they don't, I'm going to tell them anyway. So on Queen's Day, which you have, you don't ever want to go to Amsterdam on Queen's Day. Please, I beg you, don't do it. Although maybe that guy will call who I met. I'm walking through the lobby of my hotel, the Grand Krasnopolsky Hotel there, right on the dam, right in the heart of downtown Amsterdam. And here's I hear, hey, Neil. And here's one of my listeners there with his uh, young uh, lady friend or wife or whoever she was, girlfriend, I think, standing at the counter. She's giving me kind of a, you know, like a suspicious look. But he was very friendly, good guy. And you walk out on the streets on Queen's Day, they're like, I would say three, four, Maybe 500,000 people all over the whole downtown area. The streets are closed down there. The stores are almost all closed except a couple of restaurants. And the streets are just teeming with every person in the Netherlands between the age of, I would say, 16 and 25. They're out there just, just masses and masses and masses of people, and you can't walk. And I'm not one of those people that's claustrophobic, that's terrified by big crowds, yada, yada. And that doesn't bother me. Otherwise, I wouldn't go to ball games, stuff like that. I don't mind crowds, but I don't get, I'm not too crazy about walking into a situation where it's like chaos, where it's like mayhem and people start pushing and shoving, like at a soccer match, you know, when they start with that crap. And I'm like gagging on it, uh, so to speak, and the crowd too. And uh, finally I discovered that uh, there's a way to enjoy this, you know. If you, ju- if you just learn to get it with the rhythm of the way the crowd is walking and you get, you kind of like sandwich yourself in between the right people, you know. And you're doing like with the elbows and the arms, oh, excuse me, and grabbing onto people because there's tremendous pushing from uh, all directions. And you can't help but push up against all kinds of flesh. Talk about, you know, feeling the flesh. What's wrong with that? Oh, excuse me. That's an old trick from a million years ago. No oh, fool, I've seen lots of guys. Oh, oh, geez, sorry, I just fell on a banana peel. Sorry. But don't ever go there on that day. It's just it's just chaotic and psychotic and uh, like the end of the world. It's too, so getting back to Virgin Atlantic Airlines, the greatest. Here's a way for you to go. I, I have no idea how much it costs for coach because a guy like me don't fly like schleppers in coach, okay? I don't fly in uh, But even in coach, they have like little TVs at every seat. And we paid for premium economy. Now, those of you who ever flew uh, over there on Martin Air, Martin Air is okay if you don't mind like sitting like a sardine. I can't even imagine what coach on Martin Air would be like. I fly in what they call star class, which is their business class. And it's like 1700 bucks round trip in business class on Martin Air from Miami to Amsterdam. And they do fly nonstop direct. That's good, that part. But it's like flying in a sardine can. And the food is uh, <coughs> delicious on Martin Air. But on Virgin Atlantic, man, the first thing they do when you're in upper class, which, thank you, Richard, it was great, they bumped us up to upper class which is like, you know, first class on his big 747. There's nothing like a 747, boys and girls, when you're going to be in the air for hours and hours. And you fly to Heathrow in London, and then you fly from that barbaric little old outdated airport over to Amsterdam. It's a little uh, half an hour hop and a jump. The first thing they do is the, the young lady who's like in charge of the plane, she comes over and asks, she offers you a complimentary massage, kind of like what scan you had going on here on Friday. It was a public service. Yeah, that, a pubic service. And I looked at her and I said, no. thank you, but isn't that very nice? They offer you a little massage, a big massage, depending on, well, depending on how big it is. And that, that's just the beginning of the good stuff. And they, they bring you a menu. You have like four or five different choices. The food is sensational. They're friendly. They're great. They're on time. In fact, we got back yesterday at half hour early, head of schedule. 
When's the last time you heard of that on a transatlantic flight? Half hour early. Oh! It's gone, Virgin Atlantic. Save you a ton of money. And they're just uh, the best. Did that do it, Richard? If not, I'll do another half hour. No, I want to make sure I get, what, bumped up to upper class every time. That's the way to go, baby. Schlepper like me, I can't be affording to, uh, you know, pay for that upper class every time. I want to get bumped up, big shot like me. Let's get some food in this joint, okay? I'm getting my raspy throat. My big dog is sicker than hell. Come back yesterday. My dogs are so neurotic from nine days with my mother. I could do the rest of the show on that, you know? Nursing home. Just keep saying it to yourself. Sounds so good. Feeling lucky or looking for something exciting to do in this godforsaken town where all they care about is a bunch of banana boat uh, guys playing the Orioles? Oh, God. The action's always hot at Hollywood Seminole Gaming where winners recently walked away with humongous six-figure jackpots. You could be next, but you got to go over there and check it out to be the winner. Play their 550 gaming machines like Lucky Gems, Progressive, Pot of Gold, and more. 48 round-the-clock poker tables featuring all the great card games in the world. Omaha Hilo, Texas Hold'em, seven-card stud, along with weekly tournaments, four daily sessions of high stakes bingo, 11.45 in the morning, 3, 7.15, 10.30 at uh, the p.m. And for those of you who like it quick and intense, which is most, I believe, lightning bingo will always get you charged up, too. All waiting for it. Hollywood Seminole Gaming, open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right on the corner of 441 Sterling Road. Tons of free parking or valet parking if you prefer. Don't forget, South Florida's most exciting place for the big money jackpots continues to be Hollywood Seminole Gaming. Rogers, Are you searching for a new sensation in dining? Yes. If you're tired of that same old bump and grind, then why not revisit an old friend and eat at the Y? That's right, folks, because here at the Y, we've turned our old facilities into a mouth-watering buffet. And you've never seen a spread like this one, featuring some of the most delicious entrees you've ever tasted. And if you like eating Mexican, you'll love the Y because every night is taco night. Or if you enjoy the taste of wild game, our chefs prepare a lip-smacking sauteed rabbit baked in a golden flour crust. That's right. Air pie. It's all here. Literally mounds of piping hot food, including juicy steaks cooked medium rare. Because when you eat at the Y, all the meat is pink in the middle. Or if you like spicy food, here's an unusual entree. A red-hot Cajun mule steak. Talk about a piece of ass that brings tears to your eyes. It's lip-smacking goodness you won't want to miss. So the next time you eat out, slide on down to the Y. So like I said, in Cologne, Germany, they have, uh, you know, your bratwurst stands, whatever the hell they call them out there. Shut up already with that crap. They have uh, worst stands. And the best part of it is if you're trying to do your Atkins, no problem, because they don't put the the sausages on a bun. In Berlin, when you get a sausage at one of those stands, they put them on like a little teeny bun that takes up only the center part. So you can use it like as a almost like a napkin, like a holder. And just chop the meat around the edges, and the sausage too. But in Cologne, they you, you, actually they prefer that you don't even eat it that way. What you do is you take the napkin and you take the sausage in the napkin and dip it in the mustard and then eat it uh, like that with no bread, which is great. But if you want the brosten or whatever the hell they call it, the little piece of bread, they give you that too for like an extra fifty cents, and you eat the bread. You take a bite out of the bread. You don't put the bun the uh, thing in it. You take a chop out of the bread, then you take a chop out of your sausage. How do you like that? Learn something every day. We learned already. It's not even 11 o'clock yet this morning. We learned about peeing on the tracks huh? in Europe. I think that's fantastic stuff. Where else in America is the audience going to learn about taking a leak on the tracks? Toulouse-Ladrec. Don't do that. 
Maybe maybe that's why nobody's eating in that restaurant, you know, on the train. Maybe they learned their lesson. Because I, I looked, I didn't see no toilet paper there in that little uh, laboratory. I looked around, not that I needed any. I wasn't going to do the sit-down. No. But I just looked around out of curiosity, and I thought to myself, what happens if you have to, like, uh, you know, two and a half hours is a long time on a train? Huh? You have to BYOP? And then, of course, you come back here. I haven't done enough on uh, Virgin Atlantic Airlines, by the way. I better do another half hour. What do you give me a look like that for, huh? It's great. And like in the upper class, which is first class, there's enough space. You could make a bowling alley between yourself and the person in front of you. That's how much space, how much reclining area you've got. And even in the uh, what they call premium economy, which is like business class, again, tremendous amount of space. Comfort, fantastic. Love you, Richard. Is that enough? Come back here. What are they talking about? They're talking about things here that nobody, as usual, nobody in the world is talking about. Wouldn't you think they'd be talking about how wonderful it was that Slavio Milosevic was saying a prayer with Jesse Jackson? How wouldn't you think that would be one of the things they'd be talking about? He's saying a prayer. I wonder if they prayed not for the three American kids, the prisoners that they released, to Jesse's custody, this grandstanding piece of crap, Jesse Jackson who is now trying to, like, run, uh, as usual, run our foreign policy and interfere. You know, just bring the guys back and dummy up, okay, Jesse? And the bubble pat you on the head, take that little envelope and tear it up into pieces and say, okay, boy, nice job, now get out of here. we got important stuff to do. Did you see 60 Minutes? No. They were interviewing... I'm watching the Maple what? Leaf and Flyers game last night. You think I'm watching 60 Minutes? Are you out of your mind? Yeah. They interviewed uh, his wife, Milosevic's wife. Was she, she said, praying, too? No, she said, we didn't do nothing. Yeah. It was, it was all just bad publicity, you know, just bad PR. And like that letter to the editor in the Herald said the day before I left, uh, he was really a pretty good guy until NATO started bombing him, right? <laughs> yeah, he was okay. They just pissed him off. He was saying prayers with Jesse and the prayer group over there. I wonder if they said any prayers for the people that they butchered, that they massacred, for the women that they raped, for the million people that they tossed out of their homes and sent off into the wilderness. Did they pray for them, I wonder? No. No. They said a prayer together. And now Jesse says, well, this was an act of, uh, you know, a nice act on his part. we got to do something to return. Yeah, drop some more goddamn bombs. That's what we ought to be doing, and we are. Nice going, Bubba. That's right. Murdering, miserable son of a bitch, and we're going to do something nice because he let these three prisoners go as a desperate grandstand move, and we're going to do something nice in return. Yeah, here's something for you. No extra charge, Slavio, you piece of dreck. Oh, I did see a little on, you know, CNN's got this Millennium thing that they're running, this ongoing series. And it was about World War One, And I've never really been much of a student of World War One, you know. And int- interestingly enough, to find out that Serbia had their, their wicked finger in that thing, too, in World War One, yeah. They always had their, uh, they're always one of the chiggers in the woodpile. The Germans and the Serbs, although the Germans have got good bratwurst, man. No, seriously, Cologne is a beautiful city. I would highly recommend it to anybody that's got good taste. Great city. Beautiful people, well-dressed, great hotels, great. Even the train station was great. What's not to like? We get out of the train station, and, of course, we had looked at a map to see where our hotel was, and we had the, the general idea wasn't too far from the train station. We walk a block, walk a block, and we're, like, looking at each other like, well, where do, where do you think this hotel is? And I look up in the air across the street, and there's the big sign, there's the hotel. See, that's what happens when you live a good life. 
Those are the kinds of wonderful things. You get bumped up to upper class on Virgin Atlantic. Huh? You get offered a free massage. You take a leak on the uh, German soil. You get even with those Nazi bastards. Well, what more could you want? What the hell more? You, you, you just step out of the goddamn train station. You've never been in a city before in your life. You look across the street. There's the effing hotel. All right. Oh. Yeah. And what are they talking about here? Cubans playing baseball in Baltimore. You know something? And, and about and about our good friends at Cigar. What the hell do I do with that thing? This is about Cigar Aficionado magazine. You talk about a banana Republican about the rest of the world laughing at his goddamn place. No wonder we got a 90 share on this town. We're the only ones on this station that tell the truth. At least I am. The other ones, I don't know about them. It's just slop over, I guess. Dade rescinds ban of cigar magazine at airport stores. This this is unbelievable. Except here. Except here. Last night I'm flipping the channels around every goddamn news channel. They got Dwight Lauderdale is up there eating watermelon in Baltimore. They got every, every local newscaster is up there in Baltimore for this big baseball game they're having tonight. Does anybody in the world give a crap about Cubans playing the Orioles? No. Which probably maybe now the Orioles found somebody they might be able to beat, but I doubt it. No. No. Jesus Christ. When is this town going to graduate from this swill? From this one-dimensional Neanderthal banana boat mentality. There's so many living and breathing and real people out there in a real frickin' world. And you come back to this town and it's always the same, the same bunch of old spicks. Did you see the group they showed on the news last night? They must have been. The median age was death. They made the people in Sunrise look like teenagers. That's how old these old Domino Park play and the Domino uh, assholes were. Over the age of 200. They're getting on the bus. They're going up there to Baltimore. What else they got to do? Christ. And they're they're protesting the magazine because Fidel's picture is on the cover. And Dade County was going to ban it from Miami International. Welcome to South Florida where we don't have any freedoms here. Our freedoms are dictated by a bunch of goddamn banana boat people who never met a fascista they didn't like. Maricon, that's what I have to say to them, whatever it means. 2411 at 560 WQM. If you need new appliances or electronic equipment and your wallet keeps saying no. Yes, no. No, like I said, saying no. Get into one of Appliance TV Depot's three locations and see the low, low prices on the products you want, and soon your wallet's going to be saying yes. That's right, instead. At Appliance TV Depot, the selection is huge. If you need a refrigerator, washer, dryer, big screen TV, VCR, camcorder, satellite dish, it's all there waiting for you at Appliance TV Depot. The sales staff is friendly and delivery is always next day and hassle-free. With three stores in the Miami Dade area, Appliance TV Depot is located in the Miami Lakes area at Palmetto 57th Avenue in Coral Gables, 3590 Coral Way, and in Kendall on US 1 north of the Falls. The price is always right when you do the smart thing and shop at Appliance TV Depot, where service selection and your satisfaction are always guaranteed. For more sales, check out this weekend's ads in the Miami Herald. It's bigger than both of them. Tonight on Fox, it's the asshole. Sure, I wouldn't mind walking up the escalator, but I can't seem to squeeze by Miss Fatass ahead of me here. The man that says what all of America is thinking. So you don't understand English, huh? Well, then you won't understand it when I say this. F*** you, you Whether at work, home, or even the mall, the asshole will make you proud to be an American. Yeah, and Linda, after the funeral, why don't you swing by your mom's old house and see if you can find her handicapped parking place? I think that would really come in handy for me. He's the asshole. Tonight, at when he feels like coming on. That really is an asshole thing to do, isn't it? That's really, really good. I like that. Okay, 1045 at 560 WQAM. 
so anyway, getting back to this thing about uh, the big simus that we got at the airport, it's not enough that we got all these people pandering, bending over backward about this meaningless exhibition baseball game in Cuba tonight. Nobody in their right mind, nobody with a brain cares about this anywhere in the rest of the world. All the things that are going on in the world, all the things that people have on their mind. All of these things. That anybody could be thinking and talking about, including getting laid or whatever the hell it might be. Anything. And we got people in this town obsessed with some stupid goddamn bunch of banana boat assholes that are going to come up there with their jock straps up and play a ball game in Baltimore against a team that couldn't win a fixed game. As if anybody gives a crap that's got a brain. Dade rescinds ban of cigar magazine at airport stores. Front page of the Herald. Faced with mounting protest, Miami-Dade County leaders decided Sunday to lift a ban on sales of the June edition of Cigar Aficionado magazine. How do you like that? Huh? Cigar Aficionado, our good friends with our buddy Nick down there in Hialeah at Miami International Airport. They were going to ban the sales. The glossy publication with Al Castro and Bubba on the cover could hit airport newsstands as early as this morning. In fact, it's probably there. I'm sure it's there as I speak right now, as I speak this moment. Basically, what I'm going to do is give the order to put it back on the shelves. Dade Aviation Department Director Gary J. DeLapa told the Herald on Sunday night. Even though, now wait till you hear this. Even though we have to be sensitive to the Cuban exile community here, in the end, we have to come down on the side of what's been the tradition in the United States of freedom of expression and freedom of the press. If people don't want to buy it, they don't have to buy it, is what he said. God damn it. Yeah. Bureaucrats at the county-managed airport instructed their subcontractor last week to keep the 282-page edition. This is a cigar magazine, okay? It's not a frickin' political magazine. It's a goddamn cigar magazine! God damn it! They were ordered the subcontractor last week to keep the 282-page edition off all 18 newsstand shelves because they decided the edition featuring a travel guide for the communist-led island was flattering the Castro and the Cuban frickin' government. How do you like that? But coming back to this asshole's comment, even though we have to be sensitive to the Cuban exile community here, do we have to be sensitive? No. No. Am I going to be sensitive? No. Screw them. Bunch of old nose-picking banana boat jackasses who never knew anything about freedom of, this, of uh, the press, freedom of speech, and never did and never will. Who take to their graves with them, and hopefully very soon in most of those cases, take to their graves those old nose-pickers, that same old mentality that's been permeating there in this town for the last 39 years. It stinks. It sucks. It blows. It bites. It makes me want to puke. Come back from real places in the world to a place like this. Slavio Milosevic would be proud of Dade County. I'll tell you that right now. He'd be proud of this crap, this garbage. A freaking cigar magazine. God forbid that Fidel's picture should be on the cover, and he might actually not really look like uh, you know he had ten days of growth that day, like he was had one foot in the grave. How about if we put like uh, some graffiti on it? Would that be okay? Would that be all right? Uh -huh. Yeah, that's it. Put like some horns on on his forehead, like the goddamn devil. Would that be all right? Yeah. Okay, get to work. Let's go down to MIA and take that cigar aficionado and doctor it up all right. And and by the way, what are they worried about? All those old banana pickers, they're out of town anyway. They're all up in Baltimore on their buses. Can you imagine how many games of dominoes you can play on a bus between Miami and Baltimore? Huh? And what the hell is dominoes? What kind of a game is that? I thought the Chinese played dominoes. Huh? 
Well, the Chinese, those are smart people. What are those old Cubans trying to do? Trying to act smart? Is that what it is? Uh-huh. Not fooling me. Let's play that all day today, okay? In honor of being in this banana boat, Republic goddamn repressive piece of crap town. And pardon me for understating the obvious, but that's just the way it is. And as if that wasn't good enough, here's another great. You know, I come back, the plane got in 2.30 yesterday. Get home about 3.15, 3.30, whatever it was. By the way, thanks to my friend there at Customs, okay, whip us right on through, open up another line. How you doing, Neil? See, that's what it is when you're a big shot, okay? A big <laughs> something like shot. Get home around 3.30. So I've been home, let's see, uh, uh, for uh, what, 20 hours, less. And already I'm scouring and I'm finding out this ridiculous, the same old swill like when I left 10 days ago, only worse. Did you see this peer battle school sex conspiracy? Did you see the article about these wackos? This was in yesterday's Herald. Couple crusade against sex sins. Legal battle leads to settlement with school board. Oh, yeah, this guy and his wife, Paul and Jody Hoffman, say an underground gay group has infiltrated schools to promote a secret agenda. There's that homosexual agenda again. And this guy, of course, because there's nobody better than a reformed fill-in-the-blank, whatever it was, alcoholic, homo, you name it. For a quarter of a century, he was a regular at gay bars and adult bookstores. At home, it was hustler and playboy. When the Internet got going, he began prowling the chat room on his computer. That's the way it used to be. But now he's like, uh, you know, whole different uh, ball game now. Now he's reformed. Now he's a crusader, which are always the worst kind. He's having lawsuits against this one, against that one, against the school board. They got secret code, secret messages. Wait till you hear this. The Hoffmans enrolled their son in the Miami-Dade school system. A month later, at the start of March, they were pulling him out. First they stuck him in, then they pulled him out. While there, a teacher gave him a multiple-choice test that he brought home. One of the options for a particular question was, manually, Ramon does his number three work with his hands. The son told him that number three is a code word. It means masturbation, Jody Hoffman said. And gay teachers throughout Miami-Dade are using it to promote the secret agenda. They're very smart, she said. They're very clever. There is no record of these things. Yeah, number three, that means uh, yank it. So now she teaches her son 16 herself, sometimes at home, sometimes bringing him into the law office where the Hoffmans have prepared a second lawsuit to file this Thursday, National Prayer Day. Their son has been emotionally damaged by this test and by the constant talk of sex he was exposed to in the school, they say. They worry that they, what that, that month in school did to him. They're worried about it. He can't stop thinking about sex, they say. That's all he thinks about all the time. Sex, sex, sex. He's 16 years old. What a concept. He's thinking about sex. Boy. Boy, that's unusual. Huh? It's the goddamn school system that done it. Oh, I'm more. I need a vacation. I'm more not already just from this hour. And look at these phones. It's fantastic, and that's a great response. Oh, we had a few on there. They're just they're impatient. I'll get to you when I'm good and ready. Okay, I got important crap to lay down on this audience here today. And then speaking of the school system, of course, this hor- this horrible nightmare that took place before I left on vacation, out in uh, the Denver area, out in Littleton which they're talking about all over the world as if somebody's got an answer for it. Good point, though. Several interesting things. Number one, you can buy a semi-automatic weapon in the state of Colorado at the age of 18, but you can't buy a beer. 
Oh, that's right. Too many beers, you'll puke your guts out and probably start thinking about sex. Especially if it's your third beer, if it's number three. Buy a semi-automatic weapon, but you can't buy a beer or pack of cigarettes either, right? You son of a bitch. Right. How can you go shooting without a beer? That's true. Good point. But the thing that I found the most fascinating, having sat and watched that whole thing that afternoon when it took place, which was like, what, two weeks ago Tuesday? Tomorrow will be three weeks? And you're not supposed to say these things in America because police never do anything bad in America, right? Do they ever do? No, they never do any bad police work. They're always great. We saw hours and hours of these courageous SWAT teams surrounding the school, and some of them were inside, and they were they were like uh, you know scouring through, doing their uh, sweep of the school. Now we find out that these two lunatics, these two scumbags, these two misfits that shot up the school and, and brought their thirty bombs and planted them all over the goddamn place. After they had their fun for 15 or 20 minutes, they blew their own brains out. They were dead all that time. Nobody was shooting anybody. And the school teacher, of course, was one of the heroes of the situation. He lay there dying, bleeding to death inside. And just as the paramedics finally got to him, like three and a half hours later, he died in their arms. Not to mention, of course, any of the kids who died inside, because we didn't, I didn't hear any details on that. But who knows how many of them might have lived if somebody would have gotten in there sooner. And then I hear comments like, well, you know, uh, what, you know, there were bombs uh, laid in there, and uh, who knows who the real uh, shooters were and how you identified them. I mean, you know, did the police really want to go in there and risk their lives? I thought that's what police work was about, was risking your life. Isn't that part of what it's supposed to be about? I mean, I'm not just saying randomly without some kind of a plan, but just, just to have all those people surrounding the school for hours and hours on end, there was nothing going on inside except people dying. Just just a thought. I realize you're not supposed to say these things because it's American. We love our guns. We love our police, et cetera, and so on. That's the American effing way, and you better believe it. Or else, we're, or else we'll stick a goddamn uh, copy of Cigar Aficionado in your mailbox, okay? You want to screw with us? And then we'll tell all Cubans uh, where, where you're living at, where your address is. They'll come and find it in your mailbox. Then you'll have some problems on your hands. Then they'll want to play dominoes on your uh, on your front lawn for the rest of the year just to get even. What is that thing with dominoes? Well, what is that all about? Where did that come from? You should know. It's a game. I know it. I know it's a game. And it's something to do like poker. Americans like poker. Well, uh, why do old sticks play dominoes? Why do they have domino park? Because why, that's like the, the old Italians. Why do they play checkers? They, they, why do the old, the old play Italians they barrels. play bocce ball? At least yeah. they get up and they move around a little bit. It's a little exercise. They don't just sit there on their ass playing dominoes. New York, they play chess in the park. The rednecks, they play checkers on the pickle barrel. Everybody's got their little game. The blacks do what? I wish I had that video I was telling you about. Oh, God. If I ever heard one person again talk about using the word nigger in this country, there is no group of people that use the word nigger more than black people. That I, I never realized this before. Every person, every other black person to a black person in America is a nigger. Hey, nigger. How you doing, nigger? Hey, shut up, nigger. Well, what is that? But when we had the OJ thing going on with Mark Furman and all oh, the N-word in the media, we're like, oh, you can't even say it. You can't put it in the paper. They had to put N-dash, like, you know, like, uh, yeah. Expletive deleted. Pejorative term deleted. Because we can't say the N-word. But if you're black, hey, nigger, how you doing, nigger? Mother, you know. Which mother, of course, is only half a word. 
in that hood. Anybody have any idea what I'm talking about? No. Killed a good hour, though. Come on, let's get a couple of calls on here, and uh, George tells me the phones were sizzling, especially Friday. I just couldn't get to them. 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. 10.5. beer. You've downed a red dog. You've chugged a red wolf. Now open your mouth and wrap your lips around a red cock. Red Cock's foamy head will leave you breathless. Red Cock goes down easy, and it's never hard on your throat. So reach into that box and wrap your fingers around a long neck Red Cock. You can shake it and spray it all over. Remember, you can't beat a Red Cock. Just look for the label with the big red pecker on the front. It's 1102 at 560 WQ. Where the hell's my check from the 25th, by the way, which I wasn't here? And George says, oh, they got it around somewhere. I'd like my check in there sometime like soon, before noon, just so I feel secure about getting it. Not that I want to start playing Butch Boss, you know, with this crowd, but it would be nice to have that check in there. In fact, if, if anybody else just had a rating book come out like this winter book that we had here, the whole station did great. We did spectacular, gigantic, humongous, if I say so myself. If I would have been Greg Reed, I would have walked in here with a check in my hand, you know, with the envelope, and said, oh, by the way, here's your check from uh, when you were on vacation. And nice job. That yeah. What? Miriam's gone for a couple of days. So what does that mean? We'll find your check. It's got to be somewhere. Miriam is gone for a couple of days, so now we're going to have a search party to find my check, which is now like uh, several days overdue, which I don't mind because I wasn't here anyway, and I'd rather have the vacation than be here for the goddamn check. They came around looking for you while you were gone to give it to you. Yeah, I bet they did. Uh-huh. I thought I saw them knocking on my door. Or maybe that was Rose and Al Goldstein. Didn't see them. Here's the Pompano Beach. Hello. Pompano Beach. Oh, you know what? Is this phone screwed up again? No. Here's all. Yes, it is. Are, are we back? We're back to what happened the day before I went. The phone is all screwed up again. Lady in Aventura. See, as soon as I punch up Lady, it just says Lady in, and the other thing goes on. We're we're back to whatever was the problem that morning. And look at this. It won't even go off. <laughs> huh. Let's try it again. Here's a Lady in that. No, see, it won't work. Does it do the same thing in there? Does the thing go black on your monitor? It's uh, red or black. I don't, my monitor. Well, whatever the color it is, does it go and it just says lady in something, lady in red, lady in waiting, lady in Uranus? I'm resetting the system. Oh, Joe's got my check. Thank you, Joe. Bring it in here real fast. You don't have to stay out there. Listen, uh, the phone's screwed up again. I haven't taken one call here yet. Why? Because the phone's screwed up again. It's like goddamn deja vu all over again. We're sitting here. We got a 99 share. Every show on this station is through the frickin' roof, even that marginal morning show. And we don't have equipment that works in here because we got a general manager that's sick in the head. He's not only sick in the red nose. He's not only sick with his cracked coccyx or whatever he's got. Line in use elsewhere. Well, what does that mean? You rebooted it and it still doesn't work. I just, I, I'm seeing this and I don't believe it. It's like my worst nightmare. Was it this past Friday that you had the problem? Yes. Oh, so in other words, it was just this last Friday the phone system was all screwed up, and obviously there's been a lot of really heavy duty work in there to make sure that it's all straightened out for today, right? No. Wrong. Oh, it was a different problem. A, a different problem. Did it work? A Southern Bell problem. Did it work? Yes. When you were having the problem? Afterwards. 
after from 11 o'clock on it worked. But the first hour you had an hour it didn't work, okay? Right. Now we have nothing. Punch up a line. Even, you even hear a dial tone? It says line in use elsewhere. Our whole phone system is down in here, and our program director sticks his bearded head in the door, shaking his head like, uh, oh, yeah, hey. like that. This is what you get. Come, welcome back from vacation, Neil. We hope you had a great time. Hope that they treated you well on Virgin Atlantic Airlines, which they sure did. Hope you enjoyed the bratwurst in Cologne, which I did. Hope you had a great time in Amsterdam, which I sure did, like always. And we got a, a piece of crap. You could go to Woolworths. You could go to Kresge's and buy a better phone system than this. What? I'm going to unplug the whole system. There will be some beeping. Good. Hey, at least it'll make some noise. Better than my waist in my throat. I'm getting a raw throat in here already. I'm probably catching Greg Reed's latest disease that he's passed. Good. I like that sound. Here, let's have some more. Yeah, there you go. Here we go. We're working on the equipment, folks. Yeah, come on. There you go. Sounds of silence. Now let now let's see what happens. See, let's uh, here we go. Here's a line ringing. WQAM. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Hello. Okay, well it was Eddie. Hang up. What was that? It was Eddie. It was Eddie. How could you tell? We're so goddamn distorted. Oh, is that what he said? WQAM. Crap. Okay, thank you. Okay, there's our two callers for the day. What do we even go through the exercise for? Huh? Now that we, now that the phone finally works and we're waiting for some geniuses to get on here with something to say. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT. What am I getting excited about? The phone doesn't work. I got my check in my hand now. Thank you, Joe. Joe went down the hall, found my check somewhere. Nice. Two checks, no less. All right, there you go. Now we got some phones ringing. See, you always have to go through this little exercise. Maybe that's why we're going through the roof on this station, because the audience keeps tuning in every day just to see how much more amazing crap can go on here. I think the guy was right who called a minute ago and said, yeah, I think he was right, right on target. You got it, pal. You got your finger on it. Here's the lady in Aventura. Hello. Hi. I, I, can you hear me now? Now I hear you. Okay. Sorry about that. But, not, you know, uh, this is QAM. We can't get our act together. I know. I feel like I'm from Neptune and Uranus. Oh. This place. And there are rings around Uranus, you know. I do know. Anyway. Dark ones. <laughs> anyway. We'll I... be pleased to know, by the way, that they've chopped down a couple of big, uh, like, uh, wood, woodsy areas near my house. They're like two blocks of the wooded areas. So they're going to be a lot less possums and coons in my neighborhood. Oh, well, you know, seriously, though, that's horrible that they're screwing up the environment around there because now you're going to have more heat and sunlight and pollution and high-rise condos. Congratulations. No, there won't be a high. There'll be like uh, single-family homes. Oh well, congratulations! Thank you. For the trees. I'd Boy, rather have single-family homes as opposed to all those wild animals, those possums and coons. <laughs> I'm serious. Well, speaking of that, I, what I got from the O.J. Simpson trial. I don't mind trial, the possums so much. What is it? What I got from the O.J. Simpson trial is the same thing you got. That use the the uh, word uh, Negro in a you know nigger. Uh, is, is Nobody it, says nigger more than okay. a nigger. I'll tell you that right now. True, but the, but. Uh, Supposedly, they use it in a good context. No, they don't. Allowed. No, they don't. Well, I, I saw agree. some. I saw some videos that's over there in Amsterdam. Huh? That's their rationale. That, that's not true. That's not true at all. If they get pissed off at each other, then they really start using nigger. I mean, big time. I know. But it's a, I found out from the O.J. Simpson that it's a bigger crime to say nigger than it is to kill two people. Well, that's that goes without saying. Let's I mean, they, the, the media was more outraged about oh, that word than the that's trouble right. killing. Right. So what does that tell you? That tells you don't be saying it. It tells me that Patsy Ramsey's going to get away with murder also. I don't think so. I think we're going to nail her ass. 
You think she's going to go to prison for life? I doubt it. I think if you go out and buy the Inquirer today, I think uh, that might put her over the edge. But she's got the high-priced lawyers. And I hear hear her picture is also on the cover of Cigar Aficionado Uh, with Fidel and uh, and, uh, Bubba. Well, you think about it for a while. She's got a big one in her puss. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line, 10 minutes after 11. Welcome back to Miami, Neil. Thank you. Oh, God. Woo. You know, Mother's Day is next Sunday, May 9th. Nursing home. And the Vermont Teddy Bear Company is a guaranteed way to make your mom happy. Send her a Bear Gram gift to let her know that she's loved and appreciated. Your mom, wife, or grandmother will receive a gorgeous bear handcrafted in Vermont, delivered in a colorful gift box with personalized card and gourmet candy. Just call a bear counselor at 1-800-829-BEAR. In the hope- Check out QAM on the Internet. Just go to www.wqam.com. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Kill Nicole. Kids your wife and run. Yes. Left them there in bits and pieces. The trial's moving on. Chances of acquittal decreases. Traces of blood everywhere that match your DNA. Traces of blood, that's yours, OJ. Thick black curly hair. You left the glove and bloody tracks, oh, the cap you used to wear. You're a homicidal wacko. Traces of blood all around. That match your DNA. Traces of blood. That's yours, OJ. You close your eyes and said a prayer. They wouldn't find a trace of blood still there. Painted photographs Time is showing us your true side Ripped them both in half Now the evidence you can't hide Traces of blood everywhere That match your DNA Traces of blood, that's yours, O.J. Kill Nicole. Okay, 1116 at 560 WQAM. I'm telling you, we're getting a sizzling response. George tells me that last week all these people wanted to talk about was the school voucher thing. I'm not going to waste my time talking about that. You wanted him, you got him. You wanted a fascist piece of crap governor, and now you got him. What's the big surprise? You wanted a religious fanatic, and now you got him. So uh, there you go. Good luck to you. You'll need it. I just don't get these people. I don't understand it. You make your own bed. You sit there on your ass. And uh, I, I told you, fascista, fascista, never met a Nazi he didn't like, puts on a big act for him, and all of a sudden turns out to be just exactly the same kind of right-wing fanatic that everybody knew he was ahead of time. But, uh, oh, I read a very interesting thing, by the way, about the assassination of Ronald, the attempt on Ronald Reagan by John Hinckley and the fact that there was more than... John Hinckley was a distant cousin of, I know this thing is cutting out, of George Bush, Sr. 
what, what, are you, what now? What are you looking at? What are you, what, what are you, where is this man going? Now he gets up out of the chair, walks down the hall. I have no idea what's going on. Is somebody potching around with us on the, on the board, on the air? What's happening now? What other technical piece of crap is going on now? What was that? Nothing. What was that? You don't want to say it was Tommy put his elbow on the pot. Before he smoked it? He's very, very sorry. Look at that. Now he's got a, he's got the pot in his rectum. I know somebody that probably would like to smoke it, kind of like sitting out front there. I don't want to get into that. Too personal. That's what I hear from the rear. Here's Miami Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. What do we have to do to bring back the tapes? Hold your breath. See, I want to talk about, because I know George does a stellar job. I have no problem with that. The ratings are sensational. We don't have the dips that we used to have every time I go on vacation. We've done a brilliant thing, and since I'm the one who decided it, then uh, it's got to be great. So I want to talk about the stuff I'm talking about the last hour and 20 minutes. See, we don't have a problem on this end. (coughs) The problem is on the other end with assholes like you, sir, who have nothing to say. Hour and 20 minutes I've been sitting here puking my guts out. I'm, I'm a horse from puking my brains out, and these people have got nothing to say about any of it. And by the way, speaking of assholes, the one that called a day or two, or maybe it was the day I left on vacation, about your Philadelphia Flyers, and the Leafs don't play that Eastern Conference kind of defensive hockey very well, and how they're going to kick our ass, and yada, yada, yada. All I can say to you is, that's what I can say to you, okay? You and Van Griesbrook. Don't like those weak backhand shots, eh, Johnny Boy? What did I tell you about him? Even when he played good for us down here, always was famous for giving up one, at least one greasy goal a game. That's why they called him the greaser. I'll guarantee you, Rimmer's probably squeezing himself now with excitement knowing that the greaser lost the series and gave up some real greasy goals in there. Mr. Philadelphia, another great flyer fan with a big frickin' mouth. Wonder where he is today, huh? Probably crying in his goddamn beer. Piece of dreck. Dispensed them in six games, okay? As Curtis Joseph gave him a lesson last night in what real goaltending is all about. And then they're crying at the end of the game. Oh, they got a penalty. After the Leafs got 600 penalties in a row there and killed off every one of them. And they get a penalty well-deserved and long overdue late in the game. And they're crying at the end of the game. Instead of, you know, I hate to break the news to you, but you don't score any goals, (coughs) you're not going to win no game. You jackass Flyers fan, you. Hope you choke on your Coors beer. Here's Cooper City. Hello. Yeah, you stole my thunder. Yeah. I, that was a great game last night. Were you able to watch no, it? No, it was not a great game. Of course I watched it. It was a horrible game. Well, from the standpoint of the excitement, one nothing game, I mean, you know, I hate the Flyers. and I know you do, too. Sir, I have seldom in my life seen a worse game than that game last night. It, 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 there were, what excitement are you talking about? There was excitement in the first period. Joseph made a bunch of great saves. Right. But other than that, where was the excitement? Well, I mean, the fact that, I mean, don't you look, I'd rather have a game that's... In fact, I'm praying that the Penguins beat Boston tomorrow. By the way, what a beautiful pass from Marty Schrock to Yager for the winning goal yesterday. Attaboy, Marty. Not good enough for the Panthers. Gets a goal and another great assist to start the winning yesterday. I'm praying that Pittsburgh beats the crap out of Jersey tomorrow night because I want to see the Leafs play Pittsburgh, not Boston. I don't want another clutch and grab series, another coma series. I want to play a team that really wants to play some wide open hockey and some excitement. All those flyer frames are crying on that last, that last call. You know, Too bad. They Too bad. bad. And they're crying that they didn't have the draws. But you notice there's the same pattern. Every year they play a great season and they choke first round out in the playoffs. Yep. 
So you fly this is the 5,000th time in a row that they lo- that they failed to win a game where they were going to be eliminated well, in the playoffs. And at least they're consistent in what they do. They choke the first round. And they got a big mouth and they suck. And they got Van Beesburg and they can have the million dollars that goes along with them. Okay. Later. See ya. They got the greaser, baby. Bears him with a pass in front of the net. Barrera trying to get a shot. And it was like another shot. Comparison. Scores! Scores! Sergey Barrison has scored for Toronto on the power play. 59.2 seconds. And this place has become a war. All right. All right. All right. Even Rick Weaver is just psyched about it. Five six seven. Now this town, they're not psyched about it. They're not psyched about anything. Evidently, five six. They're just psycho. Five six seven. Oh five sixty. Pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Boynton Beach. Hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. The audience is still in a coma. I see. Hey, is it pretty safe to say that uh, Sergey Barrison and uh, and Yannick Perot are the MVPs for the past two months for the lease? Yeah, I would say so. How about Curtis Joseph? Is he chopped? Oh up? no! I, oh, without a doubt. Where would Curtis? Where would Cujo? Where would they've been in the series without him? Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm just saying. Uh, uh, you know, offensively, I, I'm just saying uh, as a whole, as a, in general, those two guys really have been strong the past two months. Yeah. And w- without saying Curtis Joseph. Right. But you've, you've been saying it for years. But I the mean, one goal, I've been saying what for years? That goaltending with championships. Right. That's and, right. Look! Look and what! Look what uh, happened to Ottawa! How huh? big, high-scoring Ottawa! Look what uh, has you did to them. Stay, sir. You're making too much noise. You're killing me. They're all in their loud mobiles out there. They're making noise. I, you know, I want a little uh, peace and quiet. Okay? Too much noise on Queen's Day in Amsterdam. Five, six, seven. We got two calls on the board. This is the, the every time I go on vacation, it's the same goddamn thing. You come back, had a great rating book. The whole station went through the through the roof. You come back here, I I. I Feel my guts out for these people, and it's like I'm talking in a funeral parlor. Maybe if I spoke their language, okay? Maybe if I went... <laughs> often enough, we'd get this goddamn phone board lit up here. We'd get some action, just like Gilbert said. When are we going to see the action in this dead-ass town? God! Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Hey, Neil. How are you doing today? Okay. Hey, buddy. You're pretty good about that... Uh... Devil's getting beat by the Flyers. I hope it comes through for your lease tonight. And uh, wait a minute, the Devils getting beat by the Flyers tonight? I hope they do. The Devils are playing the Flyers tonight. Are the New Jersey Devils playing the Flyers tonight? Yeah, the Devils are playing the Flyers tonight, sir. And my finger is in Uranus. Okay, you jackass. There's another South Florida hockey fan for you. The Devils are playing the Pittsburgh Penguins tomorrow night, sir. But don't confuse you with the fact. You've got the right state. That's good. Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, they're both in Pennsylvania. Let's hear it for that guy. There's one of our South Florida knowledgeable hockey fans for you. Wouldn't know a goddamn penguin if it stuffed its goddamn uh, wing up its, uh, they have wings? Whatever it's got up its. What have they got? Well, they waddle. I don't know what they got. They have have wings? They have wings, but they don't use them to fly. Yeah, well, what are they, how do they take a leak on a train? Huh? Right down that little hole, man. Right down that chute, there's nothing like taking a lot. And you know something? I would rather spend the next two and a half hours, two hours and 35 minutes of my day, taking a leak on a goddamn train from Cologne, Amsterdam. Just the time it would take me to get there, too, by the way. And watching the urine trickle down that tube onto the railroad tracks, then sit here begging these bastards for calls today. That's what I would rather do. I'd rather just pee all over Germany for the next two and a half hours. Than sit here and pretend to talk to a bunch of people and pretend they got some goddamn material. 
had two lunatics over there that shot their brains out and inside the school. And for three hours afterwards, while people are bleeding to death, we got the courageous SWAT team. They're like uh, carefully, uh, whatever the hell they were doing, while people are bleeding to death. And then everybody's saying what a great job they did because, oh, look at the way they're getting all the kids. They're ushering them all out. Well, of course they're ushering them all out because there's nobody shooting anybody. They're dead. <coughs> you idiots. Then we got a kid up there in Alberta, Canada, no less. <coughs> 14-year-old kid, copycat. Do you see that? A couple of days later, he goes ahead and decides, well, it's good enough for a little in Colorado. It's good enough for us up here in Alberta. we got nothing else going on. I'm pissed off. Let's kill some kids. Shoots two kids, kills one of them. Some little sleepy town outside of Calgary, Alberta up there. And Thank God had, it was in Canada. And then we, then we had three or four others, by the way, which didn't get a lot of publicity. Where they thought, oh, well, that sounds like a fun idea. Let's try it. Because that's the American effing way. Now, what is this story? Now that he's got a title, is he going to be like uh, holding your hand? He was waiting for his chair. Waiting for his chair for what? He had to borrow a chair for foot massage day, so he's waiting to take it back. You can take it out now. You don't have to worry about disrupting this show. How could you disrupt this show? What are you laughing about? The phone don't work half the time. We got Jeff Cohen just came in here with lunch. That's what he's really sitting there waiting for. And I don't blame him. Now we can get busy, okay? Now we got some food in here. Thank God for Jeff Cohen. We brought enough food to feed the goddamn Chinese army. There you go. We got, look at that. We even extended the table here. The Pizza Loft Coronal Extension on our table. Just so we have a special place to put the free food. That's, that's the way we operate a show in this, uh, in this neck of the woods. You're making too much noise, George. Quit disrupting my show. 20, 27 after 11 at 560 QAM. Will you stop making noise? You crazy, uh, degenerate Jew? Jeff, not you, I'm talking about Jeff Cohen. He's, he's over here making noise. Yeah, well, how about, how, let's have a war. You want to have a war? How about my laser? The one that says FU on it? Here, open your eyes wide. It's real good for your eyesight. You ever hear a laser surgery? 20. Even I'm enjoying the show on this end, okay? Your end sucks out there, okay? But that's not unusual. Lorenzo's Italian Center is a place you want to visit because it's like going to Italy right here in North Miami Beach without even hopping on El Italia. They've got everything for Mother's Day. Mini cannoli trays, regularly 15 bucks, a dozen now only 9 bucks. Lorenzo's Super Stone Crabs on sale all of Mother's Day week. Medium, large, jumbo, and colossal stone crabs. Homemade mustard sauce, two forty nine for 8 ounces. Also, fresh live Maine lobsters or cooked lobsters, the lowest price in town. Get Lorenzo's own homemade uh, Italian-style roast beef oven roasted with olive oil, garlic, rosemary, bay leaves, and spices. Regularly six ninety nine a pound, now just four ninety nine a pound, one pound minimum. Get South Florida's best Italian sausage for 48 years. Uh, they haven't been holding it on there for four You know what I'm talking about. Look at how long this copy is, for Christ's sakes. Lorenzo's makes its own fresh homemade Italian sausage, hot or sweet, extra lean, wine and cheese, Italian sausage, veal sausage, chicken or turkey sausage, try Lorenzo's special homemade sausage with provolone cheese, basil and peppers, all old-fashioned and delicious. Perugini, bocce, famous Italian chocolate, 50-piece bo- gift box, regularly thirty-seven fifty. special for mom, 1875. Lorenzo champagne and wine selection with the best imported domestic pro- uh, producers at the lowest prices for Mother's Day, and it goes on and on and on. Lorenzo's for over 40 years serving South Florida with only the best still going strong right on the corner of West Dixie and 164th Street in North Miami Beach. Or call Lorenzo's at 305-945-6381 and say, hey, we want some good stuff. And boy, that copy sure was long. Okay, anybody interested? We got the uh, Marlins. Who are they playing? The Brewers and the Marlins. That ought to be big tonight, huh? Anybody interested in that? No. Okay, so what do you want? Go over there and uh, tell us what you want. Let me find where the uh, guest mic is here. Go ahead. And don't say nothing dirty on the air. Will you please, pervert? You have a delay, don't you? I need... 
I need somebody to repair my neon sign on the roof without ripping me off. It's yeah. been worked on like In other words, you're not looking for something for free. You're no. not snoring. I just want a, you know, fair deal. Just, just like, like we the get pizza, people. At the pizza lot, and we'll give you a good plug also, by the way. Any right. Other? There you go. Just like your friends at uh, Cisco Foods. Right. I'll be back at work in 30 minutes when I leave here, so they can yeah. reach me on the phone. Mm-hmm. I want to get my sign fixed. Now, what, where are you getting your next free trip from your good friends at Cisco Foods? By the way, Virgin Atlantic Airlines, if you ever do decide to go to Amsterdam again. Right. You fly to London, from Miami to London, and then it's a quick hop, like half an hour over to Amsterdam, the greatest airline in history. Have I mentioned that a few times today yet? We're, we're going on a cruise, Sovereign of the Seas. Why? That's what their trip is this year. I would have preferred New Orleans I hear you've myself. been doing a lot of cruising lately. No, I'm working a lot. That's what I hear. That's uh, all rumor. That's what Jeff Rimmer told me. <laughs> and I said, you keep saying things like that, you won't get any more free meals at the pizza loft. He said, oh, I think I made a mistake. Right. We'll let him out of the commercial. Did you, did you see the two moths fly out of his wallet that night we ate in your place? I didn't see his wallet that night. <laughs> exactly. That's my point. Okay, get out of here. And thanks for the great food. Jeff Cohen at Pizza Loft. He needs to get his neon sign fixed. See, we, I got one call on the board, which is good. We'll get it out of the way, and then I'll eat, and we'll play uh, some stuff. This is, it gets worse every time. What did you do to the audience while I was gone? Sorry. I just got through defending and saying what a great job you did. Everybody I talked to says, Georgia, except for Rimmer, who hates you like poison and thinks you suck. You know what? Here. I never did bother to... Um to mention him on the air and what Mike Lang said about him. About what Mike Lang said about Rimmer? I totally forgot. That's how much fun. And how lame he is. But he's a nice guy and he's got a lot of contacts in the league, but he's uh, pretty marginal. We know that. Here's a mobile in Miami Beach. Hello. Mobile in Miami Beach. Long gone. Okay, like I said, here's a sunrise. Hello. Hello? Yes, sir. I'm not on Miami Beach. I'm in Sunrise. That's what I just said. Oh, okay. How are you, Neil? Sunrise. Hello. I'm you glad know, you had a good trip. I've the... got the radio on. I would never have the radio on if I knew I was up. I'm not that much of an idiot. Okay. So how was Amsterdam? You had a good time? Right. George didn't do anything to the audience. He did a wonderful show. Well, where the hell is... Where is everybody? Is I don't know, Neil. Where I, is everybody? I feel bad I didn't call last week. George says don't feel bad. Okay, good. Anyway, listen. George had plenty of calls. George has always got a million calls when the phone is working. I'm the one that has to sit there and work for calls because I'm making so goddamn much money they want me to work for it. But we like it when you work for it. You're fun. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's worth listening to. I hate it. Sorry. You believe it? How you make the bucks, man. You want to go to Amsterdam again, you got to work it. You That's know? a good point, yeah. So sorry about that. Did you ever fly Virgin Atlantic? No, I'd like to. Great airline. Great airline. So I'm telling you the best. Big 747s. you got lots of room to spread it out. And your, and your seat, too. Right. Okay. I'll do that the next time I go to England. Okay. Next I'm time. out of material, man. Okay, see ya. We don't even have anybody in this place that ever did a, uh, on a train. That, that's a very important topic. I mean, you know, life isn't uh, picky like that. You know what I'm saying? God works in mysterious ways. Like when he lets the uh, three, when they end. Like, the one, like they had that thing last night, which they don't ever want to let this thing end over there in Littleton, Colorado which enough is enough already with the ceremonies and the eulogies. I mean, isn't enough enough uh, already? And they got the one kid there saying he was never scared because he knew God would take care of him. What about the other 11 kids and the school teacher that God didn't take care of? That's like Slavio Milosevic praying with Jesse Jackson, and they let the three American prisoners out, the three soldiers, they let them out. What about the million people whose lives are destroyed and the ones who have been slaughtered and the, the women who have been raped? Do you hear what of uh, his henchmen? This is uh, for true. Do you hear what the comment was? His uh, right-hand man, Milosevic, last week said when they had the reports about the raping of the uh, Albanian women. He said, oh, well, you know that those reports couldn't be true because they're too ugly. We wouldn't touch them. This is what he said. They're doing sit-down comedy over there now in bad taste. 
And then we said, okay, well, you want to do that kind of material, you're off the air again, is what they're doing. Keep knocking them off the air. That's it. Bunch of scumbag bastards, those Serbian lunatics, maniacs. And we got this, this self-aggrandizing uh, intruder into our foreign policy, running around now, grandstanding again, coming back here. He's going to tell us about our foreign policy? Dummy up, Jesse. What was that word again she said before? Began with an N? Here's Plantation. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, listen, uh, the guy's name you're thinking of is Arkan. And if George is going to have a future in radio, it's probably working for somebody like Arkan because he killed it. Listening to him last week was like nails on a chalkboard. Who, Arkan? No, uh, George. Really? Yeah. He was absolutely dull, boring, with that little squeaky voice of his. Yeah. Uh, well, let me ask you, is his, voice, is his voice squeakier than uh, Geldy? Uh, it's close. Really? Yeah. They could do uh they could do a uh well, a show together they could do a show together and uh knock the whole station off. See, I, I already assumed that George did a stellar job because you know, I'm I'm just complacent and I don't really care because I'm on vacation having a good time, so what do yeah, I Yeah, you shouldn't worry about it. But you're the audience will no, be but, but I think I think now it's uh, you made a good point. If there are other people who want to rip George, I think we ought to invite them to call I mean, him. He's I, eating the free lunch pathetic. now anyway. What does he care? Pathetic. Was it pathetic? It was uh, and you think I maybe Rimmer's got a point? I think you should start looking for a job. At okay, now let me, let me ask you this. Have you ever heard Jeff Rimmer do a uh, Panther game on TV? It's close. It's a toss-up. It's um, the most coma, It was the most coma-inducing thing. I mean, I fell asleep four times behind the wheel. Because I had a call from Rimmer last night. I asked him about Georgia's shows last week, and he said... They stunk. Yeah. It was, uh, it was absolutely... Okay, the phones are lighting up. Thank you, sir. You made Goodbye. my day. Thank you. Okay. Now, you can handle it, can't you? They want to rip you an ass. <laughs> He doesn't care. He's getting a free lunch. It bothers him a lot. He's got an ego problem. When you rip him, you know, it's that hot-blooded Cuban stuff. gets real upset. I don't care what these people say. Okay. They're animals anyway. Let them lose their holes. Mm. In fact, that's what's going to happen when they got to fire the manager of the Marlins. They're going to say they're animals anyway. Let them lose their bowls. Isn't that what they're going to say, Joe? They're not even listening. They're not even paying any attention to what I'm talking about. They're busy eating free food like old Jews. You ever notice that when the free food shows up? I'm yelling at the people that are uh, really wonderful to me off the air, but they don't want to go on the air. <clears throat> Meaning what? As in screw that. No, no, we don't have to have a suck fest. Now, I want honest opinions, okay? If this is what, then now all of a sudden every line on the board is lit up. This is what they want to talk about. This is not the first time I went on vacation and you filled in. We've been doing this for several months now. I didn't, I didn't think we had to go through this exercise, but, the, I, you know, I gave my great material out there, which, quite frankly, I thought was sensational. I thought I'd do the first hour and 20 minutes today should win some kind of a Pulitzer goddamn prize. That's right. I mean, it may sound a little arrogant for me to say that. Oh, God. And I might, like, lean over and lick myself all over my body, but what the hell, nobody else will. I have to. Oh, God. And even Joe's taking it personal out, too, because he was a partner in crime with George's show while I was on vacation. So Joe Costello gets... And now you're going to be calling up ripping Joe, too, saying he was too tough on the callers. I'll guarantee it was a lot nicer to the callers than George, which is why those little spicks got on the air five times on Friday. Yeah, way too nice. Way too nice. Push over that, Joe. Yeah. He, he needs to be a lot more Italian, I'll tell you that. I'm talking about from the Sicilian part of the country. He's too, like, uh, you know, Milanese. To like Northern European. He needs to be more Siciliani, whatever that means. Sounds good. 
20 before noon at 560 WQM. There's a great shoe store in Pompano Beach, Brandy Shoes. It's a mega store with over 40,000 pair of men's and women's famous brand shoes. Your mornings will never be the same. Starting this Monday on 560 WQAM, it's the morning mayor, Herb Oscar Anderson. Hello again. Here's my best for you. Are you guys all gray? Wake up to Herb Oscar Anderson, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m., only on 560 WQAM. My anus, 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 Kids, y'all like cutting little stinkers? That funny little sound that comes right out of your sphincters? Want to copy me and do exactly like I do? Get paid for writing little songs about boo-boo? My brain's all gone. I'm trying to get my groove on. But I can't figure out which Spice Girl I'm going to fart on. And Dr. Dre asked, Yo, man, you pass gas? Hell no. Why do I smell ass? Man, you low class. Well, since age 12, it seemed like I always smelled. I thought ripping gases and tooting was pretty swell. I got pissed off when I took my jeans off and farted so hard into my underwear backwards like crisscross. And every night I'm like, oh, dinner last. Then fun out my ass faster than a fat bitch who ain't too fast. Smell this, honey. Yo, dude, wait a minute. That's my girl, cuz. I don't give a f- God sent me to stink the world up. My anus. 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 My teacher wanted me kicked out back in junior high. Said the problem was something crawled up my ass and died. I shot him in the face with my vapor. The worst happened later when I covered his desk with used toilet paper. Walked in the strip club. My intestines were filled up. Moved the bobcat and took a dump in the tip cup. Went over to a dancer, had a buck in her garter. She lifted her leg up, and I knew she was a father. Ninety nine percent of my life I was lied to. I just found out my mom got more gas than I do. I told her I'd grow up to be a famous rapper. Make a record about strange noises made on the crapper. You know you was dirt when the women rushed to leave. You tried to hold it back, but your butt needed relief. This guy at White Castle said it was pretty cool. But I had to go. Go drop the kids off at the pool. My anus, 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 we want to make sure he makes a lot of money. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Our poll question today, Canis Masmacho, George or Jeff Rimmer? Who is the greater broadcaster? I know this is a tough one. This is a low blow, but I think they both deserve it since they hate each other like poison. Now, what was it you said about him? That he was condescending, demanding, impudent, supercilious, supercilious, ego without a cause, egomaniac. Yeah. You you already said cheap, so that would be... And what about his Panther telecast? They stunk. Oh, okay. 
5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. We're trying to find something today that will uh, turn these bastards on, man. They're dead as a doornail. And they like that. Here's a mobile in Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing, buddy? Okay, sir. And by the way, don't be calling George off the air and sucking his ass and telling him he won't talk to me. Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he's got um, a whole bunch of those people. I got a bunch of that are too uh, cowardly to speak to me. All right. I got a bunch of things. First of all, I just got back from Vegas. Great. I stayed at uh, Mandalay Bay, and it was beautiful. Was it, is it, that is it yeah. still the right side up? Uh, Yeah, as a matter of fact. Good. And uh, that was, I had a great time there. Uh, so far, the playoffs been, I, I thought, pretty exciting. I watched, you know, a bunch of the games. Now, Pittsburgh, Curtis, Jersey. How'd you like Pittsburgh and Jersey yesterday, boy? That yeah, pass by Straka, I got wood. It was amazing. That's right. It was perfect. Great nice way to end Marty. that game. Neil. Yes. You're still there. Okay, I'm good. Still here. Uh, okay. Uh, the other thing, Curtis Joseph, absolutely phenomenal last night. First, he played incredible. First five Stand- minutes of the game, he turned the whole year around for the Maple Leafs. Uh, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm can, glad to see I them go on. I can smell that cup right now. <laughs> and I think I Mike Johnson's so. wearing it. And uh, the last thing, Neil, can you play that new erection song for me? Okay. I love it. And have a great day. I, bet you, I bet you do. A lot of loud uh, cell phones today. Like that. They all sound like that. Good guy, but a bad cell phone. Five six seven oh five sixty. Where's all the people with their comments on George that are caught sucking his butt off the air? Like I'm gonna believe that? I'm gonna believe him relaying the message. Oh, I had six hundred calls, they all said I did a great job. I'm sure he did a great job, but I'm just double checking now. Because we had a couple of people who sounded like almost human who said, Man, oh man, it was coma and then somebody even mentioned Rimmer, I think it was me, which I apologize for. That was that was a, that was a low shot and uncalled. That was a below the belt shot, and I apologize profusely. I get uh, I get penalized ten points for that. Here's a mobile in Davy. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, you wanted to know about somebody that uh, went on a train one time that did it on a train. Yes, sir. Yeah, it was on the auto train. It was in uh, early January up near Watson, and uh, of course that's the worst experience you can have is going on that thing. But uh, it's like an airliner. Uh, very similar, except uh, they put it in a holding tank, and uh, after you flush, a thing opens and it dumps on the track. After you flush, it dumps on the track? Yep. So the only difference is that they actually have a receptacle at the bottom. The one in Europe, there was nothing there, just a hole at the bottom. That's it. Well, this thing uh, puts it in a receptacle where it's dumped into uh, that blue water. like what Ah, the blue, the magic blue liquid. I love it. Magic blue water. Then they run it through this thing called a macerator, which is like a uh, blender. Yeah. And, and then it goes out the bottom. All right. Thanks for the good news, sir. By the way, one more thing. Yes, sir. Uh, a, uh, I don't know if anybody's told you. I just tuned in. Uh, Nobody has told me, squad. About the uh, attorney on TV who was complaining about the video games. One, uh, what I, I don't know if you can mention his name. Oh, you mean Jack Thompson? Yep. I didn't was- see it. I heard about it. I heard he's starting up again. Yeah, well, he's got to have something to keep him busy, you know. Well, he was on 60 Minutes with some other guy. They were, uh, they're gonna sue the makers of the, uh, the Zoom game. Oh my god. Great. Yeah. Like I said, keep him off the streets. There you go. Have a great day, sir. You too. Same old tired stuff for the same old crusading and everything, just like this couple we got, uh, Paul and Jody Hoffman. The underground, everything is a gay conspiracy. Everything is filthy. Everything is so dirty. Yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. Bull crap. Bull crap. If you don't, if you don't have enough basic common sense, common intelligence to respect human life and know the difference between blowing somebody away and a video game, then uh, all I can say is straight to camp, okay? And I don't mean summer camp. 
What, what's the point? And then they're talking about the, the frontal lobe of the brain and the criminal mind and all this other pseudo-intellectual horse crap. How come it's like in America? See, we do have these terrorist things going on, like the one they had in London the other night at the gay bar, and then the one they had at the, the two previous ones. And guess what? Three days later, they catch the guy. They got his ass right now. The guy with a baseball cap that did the three terrorist bombings in London in the past uh, couple of weeks, they got him right now. How come over there? How come the goddamn bloody silly British, how come their police work is so much better than ours? That the TV uh, news anchor woman that got shot and killed over there a few days ago, they already got the uh, composite drawing of the suspect. Uh, they're going to have him in no time at all, too. But over here, we go, you know, I, I guess it wouldn't be good for Judge Judy. Would it? And by the way, Mayor Crotch, Howard! he's off. He's history. That's where he'll probably wind up in Tamarack. Well, he'll wind up in Wilton Manors. That would be a real good place for Red Crotch. <laughs> Wilton Manors. By the way, how's that Brooke Daniels show coming, huh? Anybody seen it? Heard it? <laughs> nice going, Brooke. Here's a woman that took the Rick and Sons audience and destroyed it. They ought to have the Brooke Daniels Memorial Concentration Camp for destroying an entire audience. She butchered him. She destroyed him. She made him disappear. And Hank Goldberg, by the way, says, thank you profusely, Brooke. <laughs> thank you profusely for driving the entire audience. That's, yeah. You ought, you, ought to, you ought to salute her today, Hank. You ought to do 10 minutes of salute to that babbling Brooke. <laughs> even people that aren't gamblers, that never watched a ball game, that couldn't give a crap less, even they're listening to the Humper right now, just as a way of protesting that babbling idiot and that <laughs> assassin, that Pete Folger. I think Pete, have you ever seen Pete Bolger and Slavio Milosevic together? Same person. Yeah, he just dyes his hair at the joint over here. He dyes it at the joint. Here's Coral Gables. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, I don't believe that last caller about the dumping at the bottom of the train. On yeah. The tracks. That's how you do it, sir. You dump on the tracks. Right on the tracks. You know what I'm going to do? I just, I got a brainstorm while he was talking. <laughs> I'm on my next vacation. I'm going to just stay on the train. I'm going to take the the German tour. I'm going to cover the entire. I'm going to crap on the Rhineland. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to. I'm going to take like sorbitol. I'm going to like take a whole bunch of sorbitol with me, and the whole time I'm going to be like Toulouse Lautrec all over the Rhineland as a way of getting even with those Nazi bastards. That's pretty wild. Hey, hey, listen. I got a couple of uh, Arbitron radio ratings diaries here. Great. We love you. So I was wondering who I should be giving the ratings to, other than. You, of course. Whoever you, whoever you listen to, sir, you know I can't uh, twist your arm. Should I, should I, should I write that I listen to you today, but not on Thursday and Friday, so that it looks like the ratings go up when you're there? <laughs> Have a great day, sir, and God, God bless you. All right. Okay. Love and kisses. We don't want to influence you, but uh, listen a lot. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the uh, yeah they get real nervous up there in Beltsville, Maryland. Like we need to fix diaries on this show. We're sitting there with over an 11 share in men, 25. What did we have last winter, by the way? Where, where's that book? Is it here or is it my house? The full rating book? Somebody in the building will know. Well, what did we do uh, that first? Remember we had that gigantic first book? Men 2554. We couldn't have certainly done much better than that. An 11 share in men 2554 between 10 and uh, 2, which will have the exact number when we extra when Fat Boy gets around to extrapolating it. When the hardware comes in, if he doesn't eat it first. Oh, and by the way, I'm so glad that guy called about Arbitron. God bless you, sir, for more reasons than one. You want to know why? Because guess who hasn't been writing? Guess who hasn't been writing about the Arbitron books? All the time I've been having all these great numbers over here, and the station's been doing pretty damn good most of the time. Damn, real damn good. You know, I'll give you a hint. He's so 
stupid. Yeah, guess what? It's not a trend anymore. It's the full book, Tom Jicka. We're waiting with suspended animation for you to write a big, fat piece in your goddamn uh, newspaper there in the Scum Sentinel about how QAM kicked very serious Rectum. all over town. Not just that big fag, fag in the midday, but every day part, morning, midday, afternoon. Even the nighttime went up a little, which is a major miracle. In fact, you know something? We'd probably have better numbers at night if we were broadcasting the miracle as opposed to the Marlins. Any interest in the Marlins games whatsoever? No. Marlins and the Brewers, that's a biggie. Tonight? No. See, no more comments about the job you did. Isn't that interesting how they all of a sudden uh, dummied up, they clammed up? They're a bunch of pussies. The ones that want to rip you an ass, they're, they're terrified to call because they think that I'll hang up on them right away. And the ones that want to kiss your ass, they want to do it right to you. They don't want to tell me. They're too cowardly to speak to me directly. Like I've said before, there's a pussy on every street corner, man, in this town. There's a whole bunch of pussies on every street corner. How I love the liquor, Clint, and that is why I become a singing lesbian nun. Sister Mary Catherine was so impressed with what I'd done. She gave me action with her son. All right. Can you conceive for safety that this song went to number one? Because I was a nun. No. Found a way to make some cash and hope the royalties will last because retired nuns don't get none. I never made it that because I didn't look that great. So I got me a new habit, doing drugs and getting laid. Had my one and only hit, and then the Vatican got pissed. The Pope said, there's my big. Now that I'm dead, I can reveal how much I wanted Sally Field to go whistling in my wheat field. Come on, it's afternoon at 560 WQ on the award-winning Hank Goldberg Show, especially courtesy of Brooke Daniels, by the way. <laughs> Has risen to the top and above the top. Nice going, Brooke. He'll be here at 2 from Shula Steak, too. Our poll question today is uh, Kenneth Masmacho. What are we going to do about the uh, ethnic minorities in this town, by the way? <laughs> no, seriously, I'm thinking of these ratings. Can you imagine the numbers we could have if it weren't for these Schvoll and Spoh stations? Look at every... And now, the Schvoll stations went down. They couldn't fight as many Schvarsers. They were busy doing some uh, something. I'm not sure what. Maybe each other reproducing. But they sure made up with it with Julio's in this uh, last rating book. Radio Mambi. Look at them going through the roof there. 12 plus, number two overall. Look at that. What a bogus thing that is. From a 4-4 to a 5-3, their cum goes jumping way up there in midday. Uh, yeah, look at that. 4-3 to a 5-5 in midday. Radio Mambi. No speaking English. And the cum is going up. How can we be going up? Are we bringing in more old Cuban people? Is that it? Yes. Thank you. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Why do you think that they never run out of uh, players at uh, the Domino games in Domino Park? Every time some old, crusty old Cuban fart dies down there, they ship in some new ones. Here's a lady in Cutler Ridge. Hello. Yes, good morning, Neil. Yes, ma'am. Good afternoon. I'm one of your British bloody females. <laughs> well, what a great airline. It's too bad we couldn't understand what they were saying on the airline, but they were speaking uh, British. I've been listening to you for 19 years. Right. And I listen to George when you're gone. He's very polite, and he does a great job well there you go what, what's with job. all these sour pusses we got out there huh? no matter what we do then we got nothing but instant critics well they should turn, they should turn the knob if they don't like it they they should, that, something that, else. that's probably what they are doing is turning their knob oh okay i mean i'm talking a different knob <laughs> right 
But I think you did a great job. Well, we stopped at Heathrow, you know, on the way back from Amsterdam oh, uh, to make our See, connection. Huh? What a what a place. Heathrow? I can't stand it's it. It's a toilet. I got a I got a Gatwick. It's more civilized. In fact, at Heathrow, you don't even have to look for the toilet because when the mood strikes you, you just you're you're in the toilet. So you just let it loose. You just cut it loose. Plenty of them walking around there. Although we did enjoy a little snack in there. It had a little toad in the hole and some spotted dick oh, for lunch. Oh, yes. spotted dick, right? Right. Yuck. But, uh, George did a wonderful job. The spots always scare me away. Okay, well, listen, thanks for the good news. And George says, I'll stick at your meters. <laughs> okay, whatever see, that is. See you at Gatwick. <laughs> Gatwick's a better airport. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye, Neil. Say goodbye. And love that Virgin Atlantic Airlines. Boy, they're the best. The rates, I'm telling you, man, what a great airline. At a price like that, wow. I can be affording to go back and forth uh, every weekend, I think, now. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Cooper City. Hello. Yeah, I can wait. Here's Lake Worth. Hello. Yeah, hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm up in Lake Worth. I was watching CNBC, the stock program, and uh, some fellow came on, Rob Glazer, CEO of Real Network, mm -hmm. and the commentator said, well, now that your program, uh, you have your program, Real Network, I can listen to Neil Rogers uh, on uh, WQAM. Yeah. <laughs> I I was surprised to hear your name on the, the television there. How do you like that? Uh, Probably uh, Ted David put him up that call. You know Ted David that works on CNBC on that stock stuff? He's a big, right, a big fan. Right. He called me a few weeks ago and he was down here on vacation. Oh. Probably Ted calling in doing a uh, little plug. Thanks, Ted. That was nice. Yes, sir. All right. Okay, thanks for the good news. <laughs> okay, thank what? What did you do, kill a mosquito or something? Kill a cockroach? Pop the, pop Pop the zip. Fine, we've got a lot of open lines here today. Very weak. I'm. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna enjoy the rest of my lunch. Get you aggravated. Yeah. yeah. What did I tell you? They're monster, man. They're gigantic, and here it is, made the uh, made the third. They're bigger than ever. My fire, the one. All right. Desire, believe. When I say. I want it that way, but we start to work apart. Can't reach to your heart when you say that I want it that way. Tell me why it ain't nothing but a I'm 
Baby, the Backstreet Boys, they're bigger than ever. It's May the 3rd, 1999. And somebody last year, Doubting Thomas, said, Oh, a year from now, nobody ever hear of them anymore. They're no in sync. You're out of sync and out of line. So anyway, I'm going to wait till after the break. I have got the uh, 10 to 2 number. Even you, you better strap yourself in right now. When you hear the number that we did here in his last book, I'm going to tell you right now, the president of Beasley's with their crappy suits, they ought to be in here on their hands and knees right now. But we'll pass because I just had lunch. I'm serious, man. This is so unbelievable. On this make-believe goddamn radio station, to get a number like this, even in Amsterdam, I never got a number like that. I had a few numbers. 10 past noon at 560 WQAM. Why not do yourself a big favor today? Get to the phone and order yourself a brand new mattress from our good friends at Dial a Mattress. Then you find a good number, and you can do them right on that great new mattress. Since 1979, Dial a Mattress has been selling quality name brand mattresses, the tops in the business, Serta, Sealy, Simmons, and lots more, at up to 60% off department store prices, and then they deliver to you in just a couple hours after you make the call at no extra charge. When they get there, they set up the new mattress, they take away the old nasty crappy bedding, and if you're not 100% satisfied, they take the uh, mattress away, the new one, with no questions asked. It's 100% guarantee you can't go wrong, and you're going to save a ton of money and sleep better at night, too. Call right now. Have your mattress set up in your house in just a few hours. Start sleeping in serious comfort starting tonight. And if you mention the Neil Rogers Show, they'll take 50 bucks more off the purchase of a premium mattress. Call dial mattress right now. Toll free. It's 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S. It stands for Straka. This is 560 QAM.
Euphorum, LaToya, Pandora, Green Boy, Sen Sen, Bufferin, Dead Man, Exeterin, Robin Doesn't Go Play, Triaminic, Usalix, No Dose, Pebo, Robo Sells a Secret, Scandal Lotion, Ultrin, Raisin It, Tagamet, Plate, Dex, Malcolm X, Dick, Tack, Epic, and Night on My Lander, Sisa Call and Jared, Tulsa, Rise and Machina, Sephoria, Night Will, Triaminic, Fix and Frail, By the Thermal Sheet and Badges, Sell, The Rivers and Donnelly and Neutrogena, and Moe Show, Wars with the names of they be given to the black kids. Do they think it's all Afro? Do the four names at the drugstore? Yo, 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 yo. Why do they think it's black to give the kids those dumb names? With all the names that they'll find Twelve sixteen at five sixty WQM Brady pressing story. Carolina Hurricanes defenseman Steve Chason was killed early Monday when his pickup truck overturned while returning home from the team's playoff loss in Boston. Chason, thirty two, a native of Barrie, Ontario, died about four fifteen this morning in North Raleigh. Trooper KL Horn of the State Highway Patrol said. Speaking of more bad news, these numbers that uh, we just brought in here by our new uh, hotshot clearance. I think Jeff High gave those to him. He, well, Jeff High was lurking in the scene. He was lurking in the hallway. I saw him. Like I said, well, you could smell him? Oh, that's right. I got him confused with Josh Friedman now. But at any rate, uh, thank you very much, uh, Josh, uh, whatever your name is, Josh High. But these are from last year, from the Winter Book Lab, which I did ask for these, right? Wow, look at that. From 10 to 2 last year, men 25-54, we had a 12.7. Woo, we're not going to do no 12. We might do about 11.5, huh? Now that they're on to this place. Here's the mobile in Pembroke Pines. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Got two things to say. Uh-huh. Let's talk hockey and horses. Hockey, first of all. I can't believe you've missed all these. Although, were you watching while you were over there? No. Not at all. How can right. we see them? Of course not. I don't know. Maybe this, I figured... I figured the way you travel, everything first class and everything. Maybe you had a way to, like, all you can do is scrounge for the scores and the highlights. That's all you can do. And that's about it. Well, there have been some phenomenal games. Uh, you got home in time last night to see the end of the Pittsburgh game? Yes, sir. Oh, was that just amazing? Mm-hmm. I mean, just phenomenal. Anyhow. Um, and to show you, Yager is playing at about 60% probably. He's still injured. He's still got the bad groin. He goes in there gets the tying goal with just the over two minutes left. and the game winner. And then Straka makes that unbelievable pass to set up the overtime winner. It's uh, just incredible. It was phenomenal. Now, when's the last time you've seen a seven and an eight seed both advance in the same year? It's been a while. Yeah. Hasn't it? It's just something kind of interesting. Yeah, but let's face it. It's not like Buffalo and Pittsburgh were bad teams. No, not at all. But still, it's just, you know, you don't see it seven and eight. It's not like a Western Conference where you've got some really garbage teams. You've got four teams over there. Well, yeah, but you've got four teams over there that can win it all in the West. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyhow, meanwhile, um, I take it you also didn't see the Derby. No, I did not. Okay, have, has anyone called you yet to tell you how much exposure, no pun intended, uh, ABC gave Hank? No. He was calling the damn race with Al Michaels. I mean, it was it was him and Al Michaels, the two of them. Hank had more exposure. I, I can't believe He was how, calling the race? What did they do? Not, not calling, no, no, so not, Dave not Johnson calling the race. Like the, no, not calling the race like Dave Johnson called right. the race, but he was right there. It was, I mean, like Al Michaels and Hank Goldberg. Yeah. They were the two main well, guys. You, you do understand that Hank owes it all to Brooke Daniels. <laughs> Well, you know, um, I just couldn't. And, and, and can I tell you something on Hank's behalf? Yeah. He looked and sounded better than he has in a long, long time. He's lost time. a lot of weight. Well, 
Well, I mean, not only that, but he actually, um, he, someone must have dressed him because he didn't, he wasn't dressing like the schlepper. Yeah, but you don't understand when, you, when you're when you a big, fat, tubby guy like he has been most of his life and like I used to be, it's very hard to, uh, to dress to find anything that, uh, you know, a nice-looking dress. All right, well, ABC really played him up, and he uh, he was up to the task, and he uh, did a hell of a job. And now that, now that he just had this killer book, he'll probably be on his way to, uh, you know, I, I, the rumor is that he's going to the fan in New York. Just a joke, Hank, it's just a joke. right. right. Um, and one last thing. Yes. He shoots and scores. Okay. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. We got four hundred open lines today. Here's somebody who wants to bash George in Sunrise. Hello. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I just want to say I'm glad you're back. Yeah. Um, could you bring the tapes back? I mean, he kept saying he was holding his A material. It never ever even showed never up. That one. Montana this. It. Montana this. North Carolina that. Yeah. I never he, said North he, Carolina one. He was against vouchers, but then he's going to use them. Uh, never said that. Women's, yeah. He had women's feet on because he had no topic at all on Monday. Do they, do they smell? Trolling for calls. He's just yeah. a wannabe. Well, he was trolling for calls. I'm dying for calls. He has more calls in one day than I get in a week. Yeah, well, pfft on, George. Okay, thanks. Here's a guy I like your show, George. So he had to make a few things up, okay, to justify his uh, position, his juxtaposition. I'm asking for honest opinions here, and all I get are a bunch of wise guys, which is fine. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. Here's Miami. Hello, Miami. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil. Yes, I am. Just want to tell you about an endorsement you just got on national TV about a half hour ago. Just heard about it. Oh, you did hear about on CNBC. It. Right, Ted David. I you. knew it was my good buddy Ted David. Thank Neil. you, Ted. You're a great guy. Now, I, if, now if Ted wants to make it perfect, he can give me a tip on a good stock, and I can get out of here. This is yours every day on QAM. All right. And just want to let you good news. Thank you, sir. You're a great man. God bless you. Right. And God bless Ted David. Good Jewish boy. He's the only exception to the rule. Don't ever trust anybody with two first names except Ted David. At one time, we'll make this exception. Like Michael said in Godfather 1, just this one time, Kay, you can ask me about my business. I'm still going to lie to you. I'm still going to tell you. No. But nevertheless, how do you like that? Ted David. They love me on CNBC. And like I said, why don't they give me a stock? I don't want to talk about stocks like Rick and Suds, although they did a nice job there, boys, in the morning. I mean, they were up from a from like a nothing, from a point nine, from John Ford's invisible morning audience to a two point eight. Damn it! Right, nice going, boys. And they had a, and, and keep in mind, they had a talk. Rick Riley had a talk, people, and a salvaging for them a job. The only number they got the whole goddamn day that means anything. And they had to beg to keep a job over there in the morning or at any other time because this genius, the assassin over there, is putting no talents like <laughs> on the air. God, and you wonder why I bitch about this business? There are some talented people. There's some good people in this business. And then there's Pete Bolger. There's him. He's an asshole. He makes Milosevic look like a goddamn Sunday school teacher, like the good humor man. That's what kind of an assassin he is. In fact, I got news for you. If he offered a room in his house to all the Albanians, they would turn him down. They'd all say, no. that's right, we'll stay out here in the middle of the desert and uh, fend for ourselves. We'll stay in Tense City, thank you. Because we know that when push comes to shove, you'll push us off the cliff. You'll, st you'll stick it to us. And I know you're listening right now, Pete, and believe me, this isn't shtick. This is for real. This is from the heart. It's right from the Correcto. right to you. Now, and not only are you an assassin, but you're a dumb assassin. You not only screw people over, I mean big time, but you don't even know what the hell you're doing. You know what I'm talking about? 
put that piece of silly pus on here. All we got to hear one more time about how she waxed her uh, thing or whatever she did. Remember that? Now, you know where she belongs? She's on the wrong station. She belongs on Waxy. That's where she belongs. She could be on there taking Sandy Payton's spot. And I do mean spot. She could be moving in on her spot. The one that Ann vacated, I guess. Here's a mobile invoker. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? Welcome Great. back. Thank you. Listen, a uh, couple comments. First, a uh, hockey uh, comment. Uh, how about those penguins and maple leaves yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I, I normally, uh, you know what helped Yager get through yesterday? They said he wrapped his leg. He was wearing skin diver's pants. Is that it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to, to help uh, to help him with his groin. Mm-hmm. So. But uh, normally I don't like uh, Mike Mike the Geek Emmerich, but he did have a good comment yesterday late in the game on the Penguin game. Yeah. He said there's 15,335 fans in attendance, and if the Penguins win, there's going to be another 15,000 that said that they were going to be here. Right. So I thought that was pretty good. So in other words, they, now is that the real number or are you just picking a number? Because the place holds 17,000. No, he's, that's what I thought, but he said 15,000. So. Well, let me take a look, sir, because I know that in some of the playoff games in Pittsburgh with that lagging franchise that's hanging by a thread on, the, you know, yeah. Mario wants to bail him out and some other. Let's see, a tenant, you're right. 15376. They had 1600 empty unsold seats for a big playoff game, a pivotal playoff game that turned out to be one of the great games you'll ever see in your life. And they had 1600 unsold, and they want to save that franchise. Those people in Pittsburgh don't deserve that franchise. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's a great, it's a great sports town. Well, yeah, but how would you like to swap the Penguins for the Panthers? You want to do that right away? No. Why not? No. no. Uh, well, the other thing is, if you, you wouldn't, notice... you wouldn't take the Penguin team for the Panther team. No. Okay. But uh, that other thing on the Yager goal, if if you watch the replay again, Yager was going to the bench he was yeah. just at the end of his shift. And as soon as he saw Strzok at the blue line uh, steal the puck, he made a U-turn and took a B-line right for the net. Right. You wouldn't get any of that effort from the Panthers. Okay, have a great day. Yeah, I think he missed my point. I was saying, would you take the pen? You, you follow what I'm saying? I was saying, uh, okay. Five six seven oh five sixty pound. I just don't express myself well. Maybe if I could just become a little bit more articulate, a little bit more outspoken. If I come out of my shell and just express myself and say what I meant, maybe then I could get my point across. You think so? No. Sorry. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. See, we've only one or two troublemakers. They thought you did just fine, and you're all paranoid and psychotic in there. And don't tell me that you're not. Yes, you are. Faggots. What? It's the same little Julio faggots that uh, bug you when you're on the air. I didn't talk to any of them. No, that's who was bugging me last week. And they, they've been calling off the air, too. Yeah. Well, take away their goddamn Visa and MasterCard and goddamn F and American Express, too, okay? And their JCPenney charge and Sears and their passport and deport their ass, okay? Send them up to Baltimore for that game tonight. And then have Fidel take them back and uh, fix them up good. Bunch of little spicks. Bunch of little no-life spicks. They got a little club, a little grab-ass club. That's what they got. But, uh, you know, what do you expect? What do you expect from a bunch of repressed little Julios? That's a gay club, you moron. Nice seeing you in Rose in Amsterdam, by the way, Al. Not. I mean, some effort they made. They know the hotel that we're staying at. Rose calls, leaves a message. We hadn't checked in. The rooms aren't going to be ready for a couple of hours. We don't get the phone number. I don't have his phone number there. We go ringing a doorbell over there a few times, try everything in our power, if you believe that, to get a hold of them. Did they call back to the hotel? No. They didn't want to see us, I guess, huh? No. Okay.
planet where apes evolved from men. And now, it's the continuing episodes of Beaver and Butthead. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Look, I'm stroking my wiener. <laughs> yeah. I know that feeling. Yeah, I'll bet you feel pretty good, huh, Beaver? Oh, sure. Tune in next episode when Butthead hangs out with Beaver's mom. Did you fart? Yes, I did. Smells nice, too. <laughs> <laughs> 1231 at 560 WQM. Happy Monday to you. A very lethargic crowd as usual. I expected to come back from vacation, and this town would be like uh, smoking, like it was when I left. Oh, that was the Everglades? That was smoking? So what happened? Did it rain a little bit while I was gone or what? It rained a little bit. They got some control burns going on. They got it under control. That's no fun. Wasn't it a lot more fun watching uh, Rick Sanchez get all hysterical on the nightly news and seeing how much closer the fires were getting to residential areas and they were getting ready to cross the uh, Everglades, you know? Alligator Rally. Wasn't that a lot more fun uh-huh. for the crazy people in the media? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. I want a candy bar. What? Don't we have those little uh, Snickers bars, or did Jeff High eat them all? What were they? Were they Snickers? Were they like just little tiny, like those uh, king queen size? Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Yeah. Hi, Neil. This yes, sir. Is uh, good to have you back. Mm-hmm. I, I was calling to let you know uh, I'm either a, a Julio or a fag, and I don't agree with most of the things you say, but you are very entertaining. Yes. George had no material whatsoever. Really? All he did was talk about Star Wars and how what a bad time he had in high school. Esa la Yeah. Yeah. So uh, next time, definitely the tapes. Okay. He was, he was terminal. Okay, thanks for the Thank argue, thanks for the endorsement. No chance on the tape. And it's not a question of, like, are we voting on the tapes again because are the tapes coming back? No. Of course not. I mean, I'm just asking for an honest opinion, and I can't get these people on. This guy, at least whether you liked it or not, he said his piece, okay? He thought you sucked. Next time, Rimmer. No, so, so, see, you are taking his personal now. Oh, we need to do a hockey show. That's what we need to get, to get these numbers back down to a more manageable level, like ones and twos. Yeah, once you start doing these big numbers again, double digits, oh, oh, oh man, it gets to be an unmanaged and untenable situation. Here's a mobile in Tamarack. Hello. Uncle Neil, how you doing? Yes, sir. Doing great, sir. Oh, that's fabulous. Even though I, I'm um, back from a wonderful vacation, I'm back here in this uh, outdoor toilet. Oh, you, uh, you just, you kill me when you're gone. I just, I picture all the fun things you're doing, and I'm stuck here in this cesspool. I'll bet. This cesspool of people. But anyway, um... George, I, I can tell from the first time George was on to, the, to this time, um, yeah. market improvement. Esa la cingada, right. I, I, he's much more entertaining now and um, some intellectual conversations. Um, intellectual, you know, that, we had intellectual conversations on this Yeah. Show. There, there yeah. was some, um, there was some good religious stuff going oh, on. Better, there and, don't, don't tell me he did religion again. <laughs> oh, no. He did another guy. I've tried to tell him, unless he, unless he's willing to accept the goddamn Lord, he's never going to make it in this business. I know. Jesus um, Christ. More anti-religious stuff? Damn it. It, it was I'm pretty, sorry. it was pretty good stuff. Hey, tell me, what do you think? Um, Blue's coming back from 3-1 down. We got a chance on, um, on Tuesday, yeah, the Great Wall of Hobby Bullen. The Great Wall. Yeah. He's like more like a uh, sieve. He, he has played a, a very, a Poor. very good series so far. He a has good series. Oh, an excellent. Not series what I so saw. Far. I saw how low lights. He was letting in goals that I could have stopped. That my grandma could have stopped. She's been <laughs> dead for twenty five years. They had a the, the Blues had a um a two on none on a on a shorthanded situation. And, yeah. Um, 
he stopped them dead cold. I know you hate the Blues, but um, I do. Yes. Like I but, said, uh, let's go Phoenix. Okay, let's go uh, Nikolai. Ha, ha, like the guy on CNN International said, "Hababababubulin." That's what he called him. Hababababubulin. Guy probably came from South Florida. He's a real hockey expert. That guy on CNN. And they got these people on CNN International. They all have that real constipated. They're either from South Africa, or they, they sound like they haven't had a bowel movement in about thirty years. Maybe they've been riding trains over those tracks too much. Too loose lot tracks. All of a sudden, we got hockey talk here. How are those Panthers coming into playoffs, by the way? Harrison with a pass in front of the net. Barrage trying to get a shot. And it was like another shot to Barrison. Scores! Scores! Sergey Barrison has scored for Toronto on the power play. 59.2 seconds. And this place has become a morgue. I want to tell you, Joe got a little carried away with that call. Great, uh, the great Joe Bowen. But I'm going to say this: at least, at least he was uh, hysterical. The worst call of a big goal in the history of the sport. Bob Cole on CBC last night. I think Bob is napping at these games. You know, I think he's taking a little nap now and then. Somebody poke him. Maybe Harry Neal. Give him a little poke in the ribs. Tell him we just scored a goal. Okay, Harry. Man, old King Cole is a uh, merry old soul. I think it's time to ship him back to San John. See ya, Coley. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, George Rodriguez is uh, articulate and well-informed. Uh, I'm a Broward speak, and I enjoy listening to him. And these morons that are calling haven't read a good book since uh, yeah, Green Eggs and Ham, probably. Since Green Acres, right. So um, I hope he gets his own show when he says. I am, I am. Thank you so much. God bless you, sir. Hasta right. me this and George just gave you a big, juicy wet one and a kiss, too. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. See, it's your people that like you. The specs they like you. I'm very good. The bocas son hecho de testículos, de testículos. Okay, calm down. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey Neil. Yes, sir. Um, Oliver Reed died. Yeah, no. I saw that. Um, the age of sixty-one. Did you like his? Did I like his what? His work. Did you like his work? Such as what? Well, the thing is, I have to say, I don't really know. I wouldn't know Oliver. Well. I wouldn't know Oliver Reed from Rex Reed. Oh, okay. The only reason I, I was going to say, I don't really know his movie work, but he was on David Letterman once. Yeah. He was, and I, I really can't stand David Letterman. He, he was drunk. He was obnoxious. He was belligerent, and I thought that oh, was so right. cool. Excellent. I like that. Yeah. So we lost uh, a good man. Thanks for the bad news, sir. We lost a good man. Steve Chason got killed from Carolina Hurricanes after they got knocked out of the playoffs last night. His pickup truck went off the road in North Carolina. See, all the bad things happen in North Carolina, George. I tried to tell you that. It's a terrible place. Nazis. Yeah. Anti-social um, misfits. Yeah. Rivers. Misfits. What is it? Rimmers? Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Um, just to give you a quick... Can't hear a word you're saying. Sorry about that. There you go. Just to give you a quick rundown of Oliver Reed, he was in Oliver Twist, and he also did that movie Burnt Offerings with um, Karen Black. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It was with cross, you mean with cross-eyed Karen Black? Yeah. I do like Karen Black. She's a good actress, but it, the, the the pronounced crossed eyes, it's just you're always looking at her eyes, you know? That's true. Um, as for George, um, he is really a nice guy. Yeah. He's very intelligent. Right. But he's about as funny as a bleeding hemorrhoid. Yeah. That's the truth. He's just not. He, he bitches and about different things, which is cool. I don't do but that. But you bit no. <laughs> but you bitch, but you're funny. I don't bitch about different things. I but bitch about other things. You're you're funny. Yeah. And George tries to be funny, and it's yeah. not funny when he bitches. And 
that's my personal opinion. I like the guy. I think right. he is pretty. He's no, I understand. He's an interesting guy. He right. just, he just don't be, don't be. So funny in other words, he should, not. he should stick to the intellectual stuff. Right. Don't be funny if you're not a funny guy. Cause, right. I mean, I'm I've always said guy. that. I mean, that's just my opinion, but I don't want. I, and I would agree. I don't find George funny. I don't want to think like I'm picking on the guy. George is great, but I don't find him funny. <laughs> no, I, I just don't. I don't. I don't find him funny. I mean, there are people in this building I find funny in a very. They don't intend to be funny in a very bizarre way. But George is not. I never thought of him as being funny. He's a smart, serious guy. Right. That's right. He really is. He's, uh, he's widely misunderstood. Go, go. I always say, go with your strengths. I mean, you're not best looking obviously that's you, right you have a lot of flaws and either is George either that's right I go with my strong suit go with your strong suit I go with suit. my great personality and my Jewish wit and that gets me from that gets me from here to the door well thanks Uncle Neil and uh, I like George and I, I don't want yeah, to no we believe favorite. you he, he said <laughs> don't say it again or he's going to start doubting you <laughs> have a great day <laughs> so what do you think does he like you George no okay I didn't know I was trying to be funny <laughs> neither did the audience Okay, 20 to 1 at 560 WQM. Let's just calm down a little bit, okay? Let's not get all whipped up about a bunch of crazy old Cubans that are starting up a big song and a dance about Cigar Aficionado magazine at Miami International Airport just because Bearded Fidel is on the cover with Bubba. I wonder what they're doing to each other, by the way, huh? I wonder, I wonder what they're doing with that cigar, with that Tipperillo, with that Swisher Sweet that Fidel is a yanking on, huh? I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Bubba's sticking over and got it up uh, Fidel's. Rectum. Yeah, they might like the cover better if they saw that. If they'd stop being so, well, forget about that. Just worry about getting a great cigar. In fact, Cigar Aficionado, when you do open up that very controversial copy at MIA or wherever you pick it up, you'll discover that they love Nick cigars. Five of the top brands for 1998 were uh, manufactured by Nick's more than any other manufacturer in the world. That's uh, the MS. Just look it up if you don't believe me. And, of course, because of the fact that Nick's is uh, the manufacturer and they cut out the middleman, that means that you're lucky enough right here in town to be able to buy at factory direct pricing great cigars as good as uh, some of the biggest names in the world and even better. So do yourself a favor. If you really enjoy popping a good one in your puss every now and then and a cigar, too, check out Nick's Cigars, 7111 West Flagler Street in Miami. Just take the Flagler Street exit off your Palmetto Expressway. Go east one mile, and you'll be right there. Or call Nick's at 305-266-9907. Say to hell with Fidel and head instead for Nick's Cigars in Miami. Stick something long in your puss. Get your sticks at Nick's. This is 560 QAM. You go to hell and you die. Twelve forty-five at five sixty WQM. This guy who keeps faxing us all this stuff. Finally, uh, I guess this is of some interest because he croaked. Oliver Reed. He was a sixty-one bull-neck muscular leading man who made his film debut in the Bulldog Breed, nineteen sixty, and first starred in The Curse of the Werewolf, nineteen sixty-one. I still don't know who it was. 
Initially a tele, uh, t- a typecast in surly, rebellious roles, Reed soon proved his versatility in films like Joseph Losey's These Are the Damned and Michael Winner's The uh, Jokers. He achieved international prominence with his performances as Bill Sykes in Uncle Carol Reed's Oliver. As arrogant and intransigent uh, mine owner uh, Gerald Critch in Ken Russell's Women in Love, and as the uh, hot-blooded Athos in Richard Lester's Musketeers movie of the 1970s. Let's have some pathos for Athos. It says, Reed continues to appear in films and increasingly on TV, but I don't think so, because he just died. Do you know who that is? No. I don't know who that is. You do know who that is? Well, you're an intellectual. I'm just a dumb slob. Mr. Funny. At least I got good taste in music, which you don't. (laughs) That's okay. You can laugh all you want at the back door, boy. See, it's one thing about me. I don't care what you think. And I don't care what anybody else thinks. See, that's a problem that you're going to have to overcome. You're very uptight about what these people think. Yeah, you pretend that you don't, but you're very nervous about it. You wouldn't be mentioning it. See, even the first day I sat down in this godforsaken town, and I realized back in those days on KAT, I was talking to people old enough to be my great, 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 great grandparents. I didn't give a crap what they thought because they were old and senile anyway. By the way, did I mention how my dogs were in bad shape when I came back yesterday and my mother was losing it? I didn't mention that yet, did I? I might mention that to her at lunch tomorrow, just before I cart her off to the nursing home. No, seriously, I come back. My golden, my dogs are both always neurotic when we come back after these long vacations because, I mean, my mother, uh, you know, she means well, but after the first five or ten minutes, and of course after like nine or ten days, and you can't even talk back, you know. And my golden retrievers, like, you know how they get the hot spots, and they say he hasn't done that in in ages. I can't remember last time he had that problem. He's like all red underneath, and uh, you can see he's been chewing himself up like from aggravation. And this morning he wouldn't eat, and he was like uh, neurotic. He needs the doggy doctor, I think, the, the shrink. Oh, those two words. They did, I'm seriously. I never, the whole time I was on vacation, they never crossed my mind. But all of a sudden, since coming back yesterday, nursing home, it just has such an interesting ring to it, you know? Always nice to have some place called nursing home. Here's uh, Kendall. Hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Yeah, I just want to tell you about uh, George. I think he did a, a nice job. He's been getting better and better. Oh, it's Tony and Kendall. No, it's not Tony. You sound just like Tony. Well, I'm not Tony. Okay, I'm sorry. That's okay. But you sound exactly like Tony from Kendall. Uh, he must be a nice guy. I he is, he's, a, he's a good guy. I probably look like him, too. Are you dark? No. Oh, he's dark. He's darker than you are. No. No, I look like uh, Girl Hitler, youth. Hitler Youth. Hitler <laughs> Youth? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think I peed on you from the train in uh, Colonia today, by the way. Oh, well, thank you. And you're welcome. And by the way, tell George uh, that's called shrimping, the whole thing with the foot. Yeah, the uh, the licking and sucking. Yeah. Oh, I'll play. Okay, have a great day, sir. I don't want to get into licking and sucking of feet. Although, what's wrong with that? What's Ask wrong Joe with... Castella. Yeah, I don't want to hear about Joe. You know, Joe, like I said, he's from the wrong side of the tracks. He's from the side that everybody peed on, I think. I- I'm serious. He's from the wrong side of the tracks. He doesn't like this. He doesn't like that. Well, what what does he like? You know, he shaves his nuts. How can on the one hand, how can a guy shave his nuts? And he doesn't like feet. I mean, if feet are clean, I can understand you don't like dirty feet, but you wouldn't like anything that's dirty. I would assume. I can think of things that are dirty that are a lot worse than the dirty feet. Rectum. There's one example for you. But well, well, nice clean feet. What is wrong with feet? Jesus Christ, I love feet. Legs. Legs are great. He won't go past the ankle. Now, the legs I like might be a little hairier than the ones you're into, but nevertheless. Huh? 
He won't go past the ankle. Is that up or down? <laughs> oh, God. That's what somebody in the building was telling me, too. I said, well, you know, keep working on them. I don't want to mention who it was. Here's a mobile in Fort St. Lucie. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. I, I thought you had said Christopher Reed died. I was I just about fell out of my Christopher chair. Christopher Reeves? Reed, yeah, the Superman. No, not yet. Okay. I, you know, I, I like George, too, but I agree with the last cover. He is a little too serious, but... Uh, you know, well, he's a serious guy, you know, on the air. Off the air, he's just a potty mouth uh, degenerate, you know, but on the air. I like him, though. He should probably the lead into, like, Jack Cole or uh, Ella Likas or someone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Neil, oh. I, I spent a year in Brussels. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, we used to go to Amsterdam once a month or so. Yes. For the women. You know, and you know how they sit in the windows there on Mal Street area? No. Do they have guys that do that now? No. They sit in the windows? No. No, seriously. Do no, they? they? No, they don't. Oh, so that's not why you go there then? For prostitutes? No. Well, whatever. I didn't go for the art. No, I don't. I don't go for. Sir, if you have to pay for it in Amsterdam, you must be uh, uglier than I am. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> it was good fun. Good, okay, okay I'm glad. Go ahead, hit good time. Most of the women in the uh, in the windows. I hate to break the news to you. If you if you like like uh, I'm trying to think of somebody. What was her name that just died from Good Times? Big fat. Uh, she just died. Esther Roll. Esther Roll. Yeah. If you like your women like that. Roly. Roly poly. Then you'd like a lot of these women that stand in the doorways. They're dark and they're roly poly. There was there was one uh, bitch, and I do mean bitch. She she was standing there, and of course they're like uh, very scantily clad to say the best in those windows. She had thighs like Elsie the Borden cow. She made Oprah look like uh, Miss Twiggy. She had more cellulite on one thigh than some entire countries do. And yet they're obviously yeah they're doing a business, you know. But, uh, you know, some people like to pay for it, and uh, more power to them. 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. This is the show where we try not to pay for anything. Here's, uh, by the way, love that uh, Virgin Atlantic Airlines. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Thank you. I really enjoyed listening to George last week. It was certainly not you, but uh So, in other words, you have not. no complaints? You're not another one of these malcontents that wants to critique every fart, every breath, every... Not, not at all. Not at all. He's not a comedian. He doesn't claim to be, right. but he's a very uh, stimulating, enjoyable I, I show. Say, I would say George is about as funny as tuberculosis. He's not a funny guy. He's just... Uh, but he's good, you know. Although Friday was great. Friday was unbelievable, George. Up until 11, thanks. <laughs> no, I enjoyed the whole show, I'm telling you. It was... Uh, it was comedic in up, its own up way. Until eleven? I don't know why you, you say that. Backwards. After eleven. Yeah, after eleven. Dynamite. Uh huh. Have a great day, guys. Okay, thanks. Bye. Okay, after that that must have been the thing you were doing with the uh it started with Dave Johnson at eleven, then the phones came back on and then the massage people what showed up. What did Dave up. Johnson have to do with the massage people? Nothing. That was just that's when it started. Did I mention on Virgin Atlantic when you're in upper class the first thing they do is offer you a massage? They want to take you in the upper deck? Do they, like, lay you down? And I don't know. I didn't get a massage, okay? I didn't get a massage. I know that comes as a great surprise to you. I'm just not a massage guy. You know? I don't mind getting one. I just don't want to get one. All depending on what's being massaged at the moment. 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. It's better to give than receive. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Um, I enjoy your program. I just want to make two quick comments. Uh, number one, I think you're a real character. I think you've got a good program. Uh-huh. I've been listening to you over 20 years. Wow. 
the, the other statement is a reference to George. Uh, and I mean this in a respectful manner. George sounds, George sounds like when he's on the radio, he's trying to rush. He sounds like he's looking at the clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just, he just, he throws out that, you know, that type of, uh, air to him. Tell him he should relax a little bit and try not to, uh, act like he's looking at the clock all the time and trying to rush his program. Good point. You're welcome. Okay, thank you. Now, did we get that backward? Did he say, uh, you're welcome? And I said, okay, don't rush. Just slow down, okay? And I realize we don't, we don't have those nine minute conversations. And you know something? By the way, I think it's another thing. There ought to be an asterisk next to this rating book that comes out. Oh, did you mention that Tom Dick is going to be out with Ed Kaplan on Thursday night? Or is he going to be on for Ed Kaplan or alongside Ed Kaplan? Or he's going to be out with one of those terminal remotes they do from Flagler or somewhere? Or from Highlight? Oh, my God. Have you ever heard those things? No. Is anybody else? No. No wonder. But Jick is going to be on there, and I'm sure he'll be talking about the ratings not. Huh? What will he be talking about the ratings? But I'm going to say it again. There ought to be an asterisk next to those numbers for the fact that morning and afternoon drive on this station can get those numbers with those nine-minute commercial breaks. Or either that, or maybe the audience is listening for the commercials. Do you ever think about that? Yes. Uh-huh. That might be it. So that's our poll question in the 1 o'clock hour. Would you rather hear the commercials in the morning or Geldy's voice? That's our poll question. Which is a Kenneth Mas Macho? Because you know the great voices we have on our spots on this station. You know those too, don't you? Those are the best. I always like a delicious cheeseburger myself. I'm sorry, Tommy. I couldn't resist, okay? You're a good guy, Tommy. You just can't talk. We have an epidemic of those people. We have a lot of those guys around here. Good guys. They just can't speak, which is why they got into radio. 1256 at 560 WQM. Don't miss it. I don't know if you remember me. But I was the guy whose house you set on fire last year. Uh-huh. God, I miss you. Even though you blew up my car, cut all my hair off, I miss you, girl. But one quick question. Do you think you could let me know when you might let me out of this pit? Don't expect me for weeks, but I'm not complaining. Don't misunderstand me, because I love you with all my heart. But if you happen to see my mother, please let her know I'm not dead yet. Dear Atlantis, I want to tell you that the guy you saw with your best friend, that wasn't me. He might have looked and talked just like me, but that's surely purely coincidental. I was nowhere near that place. I love you too much to look at anyone else. Dear Alanis, I had a dentist appointment that day, and I was nowhere near the Sheridan Meadowlands Hotel. I would never cheat on somebody who treats me so good and wins all those Grammys, has all that money. Hey, come on, let me out of the pit, will you? <laughs> come on. Minute after one at 560 WQM, the Hank Goldberg Show from Shulis Day 2 at 2 o'clock. We got, uh, what do we got? Talking baseball, Donnie B, 6 o'clock. 6.30 to Marlin pregame show, baby. Marlins and the Milwaukee Brewers. <laughs> Any interest? Come on. No. Let's rally around those Marlins. They won a couple of games since I left. One. They're 6-19. They're doing it. 
Any interest? Come on. No. Ed Kaplan after the game. Good luck, Ed. Here's the plantation. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Great. Um, in response to your poll question, anything but Goldie will suffice. Okay. <laughs> I finally found somebody, though, that has actually a worse voice than, than Steve Goldstein. Yes. Darren Pang. Darren Pang. Yeah, she's got a bad voice. Oh, it's horrible. He sounds oh. like a figure skater. And also, congratulations to the Leafs, but you, you mentioned two weeks ago that the Bruins weren't even going to make it out of the first round. Oh, I didn't think so. They, they were floundering at the time. I didn't, I know. Uh, but I did, I did say just in the nick of time, I corrected myself. I said, you know, that, well, of course, you know, you got to cover your tracks. So how does the alignment go you now? you got to cover your tracks like they say in Europe. How does the alignment go now? Well, who plays who? What goes on? Well, it all depends on what happens tomorrow night. You know, the highest seed plays the lowest seed, so the Leafs will play. Uh, if the Penguins win tomorrow night, the Leafs will play the Penguins. And if uh, Jersey wins, the, the Jersey plays uh, Buffalo. Buffalo, okay. And uh, the Leafs will play Boston, which I dread like crazy because I, I just I couldn't stand another uh, series of clutch and grab and no scoring. And, oh, I just I can't stand that style of hockey. I know. And it, it, you know that that's one thing a lot of people may not realize is the Leafs won a series that was played entirely the antithesis of their success exactly. all they're, season long. They've been, they've been uh, playing wide open. They score a lot. They depend on Joseph, who did come through big again. But I mean, uh, you know, they they scored a total of nine goals in six games, and they won four of them. Exactly. Unbelievable. In closing, Neil? Yes, sir. A shameless request, anything with Cam Neely? Anything with Cam Neely? I know you have it in there somewhere. Okay. Thanks, bye. Yeah. Anything with Cam Neely, I guess it would have to be Fred Cusick, wouldn't it? Do we have any Dale Arnold stuff in there? No. Oh, is he bad? Oh, God. No. The worst. Dale Arnold, he ought to go to camp for a while, you know? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Please win tomorrow, Pittsburgh. Please Penguins. Okay, the Penguins and the Leafs. The series for the for all times. Wide open, back and forth, nine to eight, ten to seven. Some action. Not this coma crap. And by the way, I noticed that that flyer fan with the big mouth who gave me a big song and a dance and a lecture the day before I left on vacation. I noticed that he's absent. He's in a coma. He's notorious. He's conspicuous by his freaking absence today. Bears him with a pass in front of the net. Barrard trying to get a shot. And it was like another shot. The Bears and scores! Scores! Sergey Barrison has scored for Toronto on the power play. 59.2 seconds. And this place has become a morgue. A morgue, just like South Florida, baby. Became a morgue last night. Did you see the look on that Roger Nielsen's push there? Uh-huh. Oh, man, I loved it. And the greaser, he just kind of like uh, laid there like he didn't know whether to scream or eat Chiquita's banana. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Great. Listen, I know you enjoy looking for stupid letters in the uh, newspapers every day. Yes. Did you happen to see the one in the Herald that was under the NRA is a mid-fault thing? No. Um, it reads, it's a short one, it reads, when parents don't instill in their kids the daily practice of the Ten Commandments, then why are we shocked when kids carry out their criminal fantasies? It's that that say, one, say it again. When parents what? Don't instill their kids. Oh, excuse me. When parents don't instill in their kids the daily practice of the Ten Commandments, then why are we shocked when kids carry out their criminal fantasies? That's right. That must be. You're right. The Ten Commandments. That must be it. If we just could get the kids to repeat the Ten Commandments and pray in school a lot more, right? Absolutely. Okay, thank you. God bless you. And how come we haven't heard nothing about that uh, those SWAT teams out there? How huh, that I made that comment? That One of their own members was critical of uh, how they uh, acted. That w- it was tragic. 
I mean, even at the time, not knowing, there was no way of knowing what was going on inside. Even at the time, not knowing that, you had to wonder, I mean, like, when when is this uh, whole thing going to get off the uh, ground already? Overly cautious. Yes. And then come to find out that 15 or 20 minutes after the whole thing started, it was over with, and that the two lunatics had committed suicide, and that everybody else was like in there bleeding to death and uh, terrified, and uh, the parents peeing in their pants for no reason at all. What's the sense of bringing all those porkers in if they're just going to like, uh, you know, whatever it was that they were doing? Well, I mean, God forbid anybody should risk their life. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, first of all, George did an excellent job. Mm-hmm. And two, I took a trans uh, a transcontinental tr- uh, train a couple of years ago, and it's the same way on those trains as in Europe. It'll just dump it right on the tracks. You'll dump on the tracks? It dumps it right on the track. Oh. And, uh, yeah, and, I, and it was the same way when I went from here to New York, so I made sure and took a plenty of dumps well, 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 in South Carolina. Well, wait a minute. Let me ask you this. Now, what about the paper? The paper goes right down the thing because the, the, the toilet has running water in it, and it, uh, and it flushes it all right down. This, this toilet didn't have no running water. Didn't have, on the Amtrak, you have running water. The only water that was running in this uh, European train was water from my, uh, you know what? Yeah, yeah, urine. yeah. Hey, uh, did you hear Limbaugh's comment about the uh, no. school well, shooting? Why would I hear any comment that he would make? Why would well, I his... listen to some fat, self-indulgent Nazi bastard like him? Well, I didn't hear, but it was on CNN, uh, his comment. His comment was that if the teachers and the students that were old enough were allowed to carry firearms, then we wouldn't be allowed. To, we wouldn't have this problem. There you go. If everybody would just put a gun in a holster and stick it on their so side, that means as soon as someone gets pissed off, we'll have a major uh, right. uh, shooting. There you go. Like the That's the American effing way, man. Okay. And God bless you. Five six seven oh five sixty. We got two three hundred open lines here today. It's another one of those Mondays in the Magic City. Chewing up George and spitting him out here like so much garbage, like so much discarded garbage. After he works his brains off to try to entertain the troops out there for six goddamn days, while I'm over in the uh, on the uh, other side of the pond having a great time, not being here. That's what this town does. It devours its young. Just chews up everything in its wake. That's why it's such a freaking miracle. And by the way, Tom Jicka, nobody gives a flying crap that Sandy Payton was on the air here for more than 25 years. Because number one, she ain't on the air in, uh, anymore. And number two, she never had a number. She never, she ever, she had an audience that you could jam them in a goddamn phone booth. And have room for their dentures left over. Okay, Tom? But because she used to have, see everything with Tom Jicka, and you know this, it's a, it's a grab ass thing. It's a cluster fork. If Tom ever had you as a guest on the show, like Sandy used to do, then he'll suck your ass. You know, like I used to do. So he kisses my ass, even though he knows that I'm great. So we don't have much of a choice. Thanks, Tom. But, and the same with Ed Kaplan. I mean, Ed's a good guy. What's he got, four drunks and five GA members listening there at night? That's what the book says. I just looked it up. It says four drunks and six GA guys. They want the odds on uh, volleyball, on high school volleyball games. That's Eddie's audience. He's a good guy, but he don't have no audience. And Jick is on there hanging out with these guys at the track. Oh, Eddie K said this and bada beep, bada boop. And we're here at Dania Highline. We had the, the one dog over the three five. No, it's not dogs. That's, uh, this is a Highline. Well, whatever. Incesta is besta. Yeah, he wrote that in yesterday's TV book. I don't miss a thing, Tom, okay? That supercilious crap about Sandy Payton, like she was a radio personality in this goddamn town. Have a nice day. Yeah, back at you, bitch. Don't spend all of Ann's money in one joint either, honey. And I do mean joint. 
Nine minutes after one at 560 WQM, you know. I already have a homosexual relationship with Neil, so I might as well have one with you, too. All right. Tablespoons of cinnamon and two or three egg whites, a half a stick of butter melted. Stick it all in a bowl, baby. Stir it with a wooden spoon. Mix in a cup of flour. You'll be in heaven soon. All right. Say, everybody haven't seen my balls. They're big and salty and brown. If you ever need a quick, pick me up. Just stick my balls in your mouth. Ooh, suck on my chocolate salted balls. No. Stick them in your mouth and suck them. Okay. Suck on my chocolate salted balls. They're fat full of vitamins and good for you. So suck on my balls. What a cup of unsweetened chocolate and a half a cup of brandy and throw it back a two of sugar and just a bit of vanilla. Breathe up the cookie sheet cause I hate when my balls stick. Spin free heat the oven to 350 and give that spoon a lick. Say, everybody haven't seen my balls, they're big and salty and brown. If you ever need a fix, pick me up, just stick my balls in your mouth. Suck on my chocolate salted balls. Put them in your mouth and suck them. Suck on my chocolate salted balls. You're packed full of goodness. High in fiber. Suck on my balls. Come on the railroad tracks and do something. Hey, wait a minute. What's that smell? It smells like something burning. Well, that don't confront me now. As long as I get my rent paid on Friday. Baby, you better get back in the kitchen. Because I got a sneaking suspicion. Oh, man, baby. Baby, you just burned my bone. Okay, 118 at 560. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. 
Here's a talented group of youngsters that call themselves Rancid. Oh, by the way, here's a uh, couple of really pseudo-intellectual, um, I'll save these for you for next show, pseudo-intellectual faxes. What are you looking at me like that? There's pseudo-intellectual stuff about society, this, and bada-beep, bada-boop, bada Like these people got answers, okay? There's nobody got any answers anymore, sweethearts. Out of control. It's a nut house. It's a freaking nut house out there. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. See, one thing about this town, I was thinking about it yesterday, and it's never going to change. The only thing that there's passion for, they have these little small groups like the old Cubans with the, you know, the uh, cigar magazine at the airport and the baseball game in Baltimore tonight. They have passion. It's misplaced, but they do have passion. But other than that, nobody here's got passion in this town for anything. And a classic example of that is we had like a little flicker. Remember we had all eight lines up there when it looked like we were going to do the thing about, uh, you know, your performance last week, which I'm not going to say we want to do for an hour and a half. But that lasted for what, like 10 seconds? They can get it up, not not easily. They need to pop several of those little green pills, and they can get it up, and it, it droops right back down again, pointing right back down toward the ground. Here's Margate. Hello. Okay, thank you. That's that line eight problem again. Here's a mobile in Lake Worth. Hello. Mobile in Lake Worth. Okay, and our last call is a, a mobile in Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hey, Neil, a yes, couple sir. of uh, backtracking here. Uh, first of all, I listened to George last week. He was fine. thought he was great. Not as good as you, but he was good. Secondly, what is all the conversation today about clapping on the tracks and Amtrak and so forth? I've been getting little bits and pieces. What brought this whole subject up? Well, no, they brought this subject up because we took the train from Amsterdam to Cologne when I was on vacation. Right. And uh, I went in to take a leak in the bathroom, and I realized that you look down this long pipe, Right, it goes straight out to the track. And it goes straight out of the railroad track. Right, and then right. I was I was asking the question when you have to do a little more serious business, where does that go? And obviously it goes in the same place, which is why the sign is in the restroom there. It says, please do not use at at stops. Uh, you know, use only while the train is moving. Okay, up until five years ago, that was exactly the case. But what happened was one of the trains coming from New York to Miami flushed over a bridge in Jacksonville and caught two fishermen in a boat. They sued. They beat Amtrak. Yeah. And Amtrak now has to have retention tanks on. A- cars. And about four years ago, they disposed of the last of their railroad cars that did not have retention tanks on it. So anybody who calls you up now and says different is full of crap. They had to retain the toilet because the fishermen got it all in their hair. Full of crap, literally and figuratively. Crap, totally. Right. I don't know how much money they got out of Amtrak, but I know they sued them. They sued the crap out of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks for the good news. Okay, man. Okay. So that goes to show that is another American thing. Over in Europe, they don't monkey around with that. If you want to do a little dump on the tracks, go right ahead. Just make sure it ain't too loose on tracks. Now, what what is this about uh, don't have fertilizing the female egg and uh, masturbation and uh, exercise in public parks and uh, this and uh, what what is this? Oh God, crazy people on the fax machine today. Crazy, crazy, crazy people on the fax machine. Good outlet for them. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Yeah, that kid out there in uh, Littleton, Colorado, he says he wasn't scared. He knew God would take care of him. Wonder why how God, come God screwed up on the other kids and that school teacher. People who say that, I, I realize they mean well because they've been conditioned to saying all of these things. But don't they realize how arrogant and how imperious and disgusting and condescending that sounds? No. How insensitive? No. And grotesque, no. as if to say somehow God is paying attention to him or them or it or whatever it might be, but the other ones, well, they're animals anyway, like you said. So let them lose their John Bulls. 
Here's Margate. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Your phones are picking on me today. I was a guy on line eight that got cut off. Sorry. But it's okay. That's a line uh, eight problem. Every now and then the phone is a little problem. Exactly. Uh, one, one more thing about uh, Oliver Reed. Well, what do you mean one more thing? Oh, you mean about Oliver Reed? Yeah. Um, in the early 70s, he was in a very contra- controversial movie about uh, the way the popes in the Middle Ages were seizing power brutally, uh, just as bad as the Romans did. It was called The Devils. Yeah. And uh, I did was, see a little bit last night on CNN. They had this special piece, this investigative piece on the uh, in-between periods of the hockey game. I saw a thing about these uh, saints. This pope, is he's named more saints in the last five minutes than all the popes preceding him in the last 5,000 years. Exactly. He, he, he played a priest. Uh, that was a frame for heresy burned at the stake yeah. so that the Pope could take over his town. Right. And uh, this is exactly what, you, what you're what you talking about on this show, and I just wanted to call up and uh, mention that. There's no fact in, in the church. Right. Also, one more thing. Did, you, did, you, watch 60, did you watch 60 Minutes last night? No. They had a, uh interview with uh, Milosevic's wife. Yeah, George was telling me about it. Yeah, I mean, it was just like if they interviewed Eva Brown about how that Hitler wasn't such a bad guy and he wasn't right. doing genocide. He never stole a freight train. Exactly. He never crept on the tracks. That's right. Right. These, 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 uh, these journalists. I mean, and you know something? We haven't had one call today about that opportunist Jesse Jackson. I mean, everybody's happy he got the three American kids back. That's fine. But now that he got them back, how come he don't just dummy up and he thinks all of a sudden he's got to open up his big mouth and give us advice on how to about our foreign policy? Who the hell is he to open up his goddamn mouth who never met a dictator he didn't like, by the way? Well, Neil, it just shows in you. In fact, he and the Pope are very similar. They never met a goddamn dictator they didn't get along great with. Neil. Yes. But doesn't, you know, it seems like the press, you wonder what side they're on. I mean, you know, you know during the 90s, it seems like uh, they're, they're always uh, following into the propaganda of the other side. The you press know. is on their own side, pal. The press is on their side, looking straight up. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. I'll bet you one thing. I bet you John Gibson's had a field day since I've been gone on that freaking MSNBC. I bet you they've been on that Littleton thing. I bet you those kids and their parents and their families and their grandparents and everybody that they ever met in their life, I bet they're praying for the day that all these media people get the hell out of there. I bet they're jonesing for the day that John Gibson and his ilk get the hell out of there and leave them alone so they can go on with their goddamn lives. God, talk about a bunch of grave robbers. And I think, you know what I think the solution is? If we could just have three or four more town meetings, that's going to do it. If we could just get Ted Koppel and that uh, that schlub Greenfield, whatever his name is, there on CNN who never says anything, if we can just get about 20 or 30 more of those town meetings, I think we can solve all of these problems forever. Because God only knows, television may not be the problem, but sure as hell is the answer, ain't it? All of these things. It'll be solved in no time. Just one more town meeting. Come on, Ted. Get that wig on there straight and let's go, go at it one more time quick. Maybe even Oprah will come on. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Hey Neil. Yes sir. Welcome back, sir. Town still sucks. Yes it does. Same uh, said just as dead as the day I left. There you go. Uh, are you aware James Bovard has a new book out? No. Called Freedom in Chains. Yeah. Hardcover. Uh, came out February this year. Great. I'm going to go out and buy yeah, it, uh, it this up. week. The first fifty pages are kind of tough to get through, but after that it picks up. It's good. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Thanks. Right. Okay, let's get a little intellectual. Okay, we can get George's crowd in here. What are you looking like that for? The guy, they, it was a compliment. They said you're an intellectual, okay? Even though they don't realize what a potty mouth little spick you are, they don't, you know, they, it's a radio show. They don't know you. They don't know me. They don't know from nothing. They make all these judgments, all of these uh, things. Oh, yeah, he's a real little intellectual. No, he's not. He's a little pervert is what he is, okay? What do you think he's uh, doing his show for? 
567-0560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line, 126 at QAM. I've for, um, gosh, um, five to six years, and uh, I've watched the morning show evolve and everything, and um, I, I have a problem. I'm taking my kids to school, and these stinking commercials for, uh, for the guy that c- curses nasty, nasty things, and there's no warning. It just blurts out, you know, fuck you, and... and, and and you can hear the bleep, you can hear the fuck, you know, and you can hear the ventum in his voice. And, and you know, I don't have a chance to turn off my radio quick enough. Now, I heard it, you know, I had a problem again the other day. I can't explain that stuff to my kids. I, I, I've been listening to this station for a long time, and I think you're ruining it by infiltrating it with this nasty language. And uh, I don't know what I can do, but uh, I, I just thought I'd better call, you know, and, and tell you, it's different with Hank. If Hank calls someone a son of a bitch, you just heard the guy act like a son of a bitch. And there's a reason for it. But the other guy with his farts and his asshole and just the way he curses, he's just ruining your first team. And um, I think Joe Rose should stand up and and, uh, and and get this all kicked off his program. Because there's a lot of people like me that, um, that are you know, have children, and uh, and I just don't like to hear someone say, pissed off on my way to work. Pissed off gets me fired up when I hear someone say that, and, and I don't think it's appropriate. You know, if you're going to have such a nasty little program in the middle of your day, leave it there. To make the other programs, it, it, it demeans to us, and it, and it really insults my intelligence, and and you know, if that's not clear, I don't know what is. I'll talk to you later. Okay, we'll talk to you later. Enough of the Ventum already, will you? 131 at 560 WQM. We apologize, by the way, for all the venom and the cursing and the crap and the terrible things we've done here in midday with our 11 share, whatever the hell it is, and then 2554, and bringing all of these other shows up. I take personal credit for it today, don't I? <laughs> oh, yeah, why the hell not? That's our poll question. Who deserves more credit, me or Brooke Daniels? <laughs> for helping to raise the level of these other shows on this radio station to the gigantic, enormous levels of this last rating book which Tom Jick had better be writing a hell of a lot about in the Sun Sentinel, by the way, or we're going to start asking questions. We're going to have a goddamn congressional investigation. And by the way, thanks for making up those phony questions in the Sunday TV book and getting my name in there a lot, Tom. You're okay in my book. Thank you, Tom. 400 open lines, 27 minutes to go. Can we possibly make it? No. Been a, uh, just a disastrous, and I do this to myself repeatedly. I'm just a victim of my own neuroses. Why do I come back from vacation and expect this Monday, Manistana ha Monday Hazet, whatever that means? Seriously, why should this Monday be any different from every other goddamn Monday of my life when the excuse is, well, you know, and it's true. You go anyplace else in the world, Monday is dead. There's nothing going on on Monday because people that have been screwing off all weekend long or whatever it is they've been doing on a weekend, now they're trying to like get their life back together again and pretend that they uh, have their crap together. They don't have time for us on Monday. They got that radio cranked up in the background. They got their finger in each other's and they're having a good time, but they don't have time to be calling us with all this intellectual stuff that we got going. They don't have any opinion on Jesse Jackson and what a goddamn exploiter he is and a grandstander and a big mouth and a troublemaker and never met a goddamn terrorist that he didn't like. They don't have an opinion on that. They don't have an opinion on a goddamn SWAT team that stayed out there swatting flies while kids were being shot inside and teachers were bleeding to death. They don't have an opinion on that. WQAM. QAM. Hello? Yes, sir. Is this Neil? Speaking. Live? No, uh, recording. <laughs> Sorry. How are you? Okay. I think uh, George did a great job. Yeah. 
I don't know what you're talking about earlier. Uh, anyways, I have a comment though. And, uh, the market's up 156 points. Are you excited about that? Uh, not really. I didn't think so. Um, Go ahead. Yes. I mean, unless you got IBM and all this other uh, ten other stocks, you don't, you're not making any money anyway. <laughs> When's Ted Dave going to give us a stock? Thanks for the plug on CNN, NBC, there, Ted. But give us a stock for Christ's sake. Make us some money. Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional. Ted is a uh, comunista, from what I heard. Ted is comunista. That's what I heard. Okay, whatever you say. In case it's Castro's head. Uh huh. Anyways, I have a comment on. Uh, is he also Maricón. His wife don't know it yet. <laughs> Maricón. I have a comment on the. Um, so what do you think of Castro's picture on the front of that the cigar magazine, huh? Oh, uh, what do you uh, think of that ball game in Baltimore tonight? Those damn Cubans, those communistas, huh? Uh, I got the uh, first row seats. Why do you think they uh, call them the Redbirds in St. Louis? But anyway, go ahead. Hey, it's uh, all a big game. Mm -hmm. And the Red Legs? Uh, all a big business. Um, By the way, Marge Schott, when I was on vacation, Marge Schott had some kind of a medical problem. She checked herself into Jewish Hospital in Cincinnati. Boy. I hope they take care, good care of her. Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. Yes, sir. I have a comment on uh, the pirate stations in Miami. And I, I heard uh, somebody call you a long time ago about right. it. Right. Um, personally, I think uh, it's a good thing because I can't, I mean, for my age group. That, that would be like saying it's a good thing to have people going out and running over people in the middle of the streets, or it's against the law. Don't you respect the law? This is an important law. I don't know what the reason is for it, but it's an important law. It is. Why is it so important? I don't know. Uh, well, I, I, I hate commercial uh, radio stations. I do, too. I wish we had no commercials on here. <laughs> I do. I wish we had no spots. Uh, but then I could talk up a blue streak, man. Then I would never take a breath. I would just pop, 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 pop. I would. Right. I'd be, I'd be dangerous if I didn't have all these spots. Right. Uh, well, I mean, the yeah, morning show. They might actually have a show without those nine-minute commercial breaks. Right. The FM stations suck. Uh, right. I'm, uh, You're right. I'm all for the pirate stations. You got me convinced, pal. All for the pirate stations. God bless you. Get out of here, crazy Julio. Pop, 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 pop. Don't we have enough big stations in this town already? Yes. Get out of here. We're importing old farts, old grizzly, old sticks from uh, countries that haven't been invented yet to take the place of the ones that are going to that big domino game in the sky. Here's a, a traffic report on mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Speaking of old farts, yes, I'm sir. heading northbound on 95. There's an accident just north oh. of commercial. Right. There's this old lady in a Lincoln town car in the left through lane. In the Jupiter, yeah. listening to you. And people are trying to go on the shoulder to get past. Yeah. She's pulling her car onto the shoulder so they can't go. She's staying in the left lane. But you won't let him go past. Well, what? She's broken down? No, no, no. She's driving, but since she has to wait in line, everybody else has to wait in line, too. You know how sometimes people will go on the shoulder and just right, kind of... Right, right. She won't let him do it. So she's driving in the shoulder and the left hand lane going back and forth well, and back she's, and forth. Well, she's undecided. She's not sure which lane she wants. No, she wants to prevent the people who don't want to wait in line to go past her. I understand. Since she has to wait, we all have to wait. Thank you. Okay, good luck to you, sir. Get off the road. She's just living up to the motto of the elderly in South Florida. Misery loves company, okay? If I'm going to get blocked off here, you are too, okay, asshole? That's what she's saying. So get used to it. I was starting to say before, maybe it was off here. I was telling George, you go anywhere else in the world, there are all these young people. There, are, You know, there's a variety. There are people of all ages, but there are tons of young people, living people. You come back to town here, and you look around, and it's either illegal aliens or people with real dark, uh, you know, darkened windshield, uh, uh, windows who are doing drugs inside or each other or something, and uh, old farts. I don't know how we do such big numbers in 2554. I don't think we have any people 25 to 54 here in this town. Where the hell do they come from? I don't see any. I, seriously, they're all either little kids, punky little kids, or old farts. Punky little kids with, I don't think, even any parents. 
just punky little kids to be there to annoy you. Twenty-two till two at five sixty WQAM. Let me tell you about our good friend Jeff Kuhn, who brought us in one whale a Lollapalooza of a lunch today. You know, we can get free lunch from almost anywhere, but the reason that we got Jeff Kuhn to come in here on Friday and again today is because George wanted pizza locked on Friday, and I wanted it today. And guess what? It was so good it didn't even me. I didn't even have a slightest quiver today. You know, I think Jeff might have adjusted the uh, the level. You know what I'm saying? Of whatever it was he was putting in. I made a comment about that, and uh, no, not even. Uh oh. But anyway, if you want a fantastic, great Italian meal at a price that you can afford, I'm telling you, this is always the place. Pizza Loft, they're legendary. Jeff has been doing it right in this town since 1975 in that great new Broward location there in the Pizza Loft Plaza on University Drive, right between Griffin and 595, right behind up here One Imports with lots and lots with tons of free parking. The food is better than ever. Gigantic, enormous portions, whatever you like. And, of course, very teeny tiny prices. Three different kinds of great pizza. Award-winning lasagna. The best garlic rolls in history. All kinds of combination dinners. Monday is lasagna night. Tuesday is eggplant night. To buy one dinner on these nights, get the second one for only five bucks. Bring the kids in for kids' nights on Wednesday where kids get a slice of cheese pizza or spaghetti with meat sauce and a free soda with adult entrees. Where's my candy bar, by the way? Pizza lot for takeout or delivery. Call 954-916-8880. 916-8880. They're legendary and for good reason, too. It's good stuff. Pizza Loft, not the fastest, not the cheapest, just the best freeloaders because they say again for the millionth time, thank you, Cisco Foods. We love those free trips to New Orleans and wherever else. This is 560 QAM. Well, he's a Tallahassee Nazi. Oh. Who got the money from his daddy? Oh. Oh. And it's like that, my little bratty. Yeah. With an agenda that's crappy. Oh. Well, he's a Tallahassee Nazi. Double SLA. Well, he's a presidential son who doesn't have to run. No one else is going to win. He might as well just move right in. Seek higher. He has a golden spoon. He was born with up his ass. So look out, all you Jews. Get ready for the gap. He's a Tallahassee Nazi. He'll give our civil rights a whammy. Cause he's a Tallahassee Nazi. Love of FLA. Well, he's a very wealthy dude with very fast views who never paid his dues. By next year, we'll all be screwed. She any schmuck could win that race against Buddy McKay. Why do you think they call it Cooper? Victorial anyway. He's a Tallahassee Nazi. Oh, he'll make the KKK happy. Oh, yeah, he's a Tallahassee Nazi. Love of MLA. Absolutely correct, sir. Come on, let's do step. Come on, Adolf. We have bumper stickers coming out that say choose life, license plate. What did I say? Oh, same, even worse. Well, because license plate are made by the state, by criminals who are probably are in the NFL. Well, that's real nice. Like I told you, get ready. Get that passport in your hands and squeeze it real, real tight. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, you need to get a hold of our friend at the passport office. Give me another application. You got the number? I do. Okay. What a good thing I remember that, okay, because somebody else I know needs to get his passport renewed real soon, and that would be a good idea now that the Bushmeister is in there. Choose life. Isn't that wonderful? Maybe it happens like a little cross on it, too, would be good. Here's Aventura. Hello. 
Neil, you're in rare form. Yes, Re I am. Rest does you well, my Those friend. Those vacations do great for me. In fact, I think Wednesday would be a good day to start another one. we got a ball game coming on Wednesday. No, no, come on, man. Hang in there for a little while. Okay. Listen, uh, I want to make a few comments. This uh, yeah. Reverend Justin Jackson, he just made me sick when yeah. I saw him on the TV, man. An opportunistic bastard. That's a, you got it, man. Right on target. Opportunistic it, bastard. He never met a grandstand opportunity that he passed up. It wasn't. He was. He didn't even seem warm to these guys on the tube. He's sitting there looking straight at the camera, smiling that big old goofy grin, shaking hands, patting them on the he back. He was shaking it, yeah. You know, a, a complete putz. And this other debacle that that's going to happen: the Cuban team in Baltimore. Man, we got an embargo with these people, but we're importing their ball players into this country. What, what, what is up with that? Well, why does anybody care, though? See, I mean, it's a stupid ball game, and the Orioles couldn't win a fixed game, okay? Why does anybody, <laughs> seriously, why does anybody care? Best line of the day, the big domino game in the sky. Love it. Okay. Bye-bye. And have a great life. The big domino game in the sky, baby. They're all playing dominoes down there. How do you play dominoes? What do you do with them? I know what they look like. They're like uh, dominoes is what they are. But what do you what do? You do? do you stick them? Do you eat them? Do you chew them? Do you like, uh, huh? I mean, checkers, we know what you do with checkers. You hop. You know, you hop, you bounce. You match them up. You match up what? Dominoes? The dominoes. Facts with who? Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay. No, you know, I, that guy was talking about this. He talked to him. It's funny because... That's the reason I called. When, when, when I saw him what, a, a couple days ago, I was thinking about you yeah. and what you would say. You know, I, for some reason, I was just thinking about you what you would say. You see, but, if he would have just gone over there and gotten the guys out and kept his mouth shut and come back here and said, okay, I did a good deed, now you do whatever you need to do, that would be fine, okay? Then it would at least give the appearance that he did something from good motives. But here he is once again coming up on the side of a total, a ruthless, a, a scumbag, one of the worst in the history of mankind. And, oh, well, you know, he did something nice. We ought to, like, at least for one night stop the bombing. And we said, no way, blow it out your ass, Jesse, and uh, mind your own business. Yeah, well, I, what I was thinking was, like, look, I really don't care what he does. You know, I'm glad he got those kids back to their parents. Yeah. But, but What about the million people that have been murdered and displaced and raped and whatever else they're doing to them over yeah, there? What about yeah. all the Albanians in the name of religion, too, by the way? War, war, war is crap. You, you know that. I, yeah. I, I just... What, as far as PR, fine. If you want to call it a PR stunt, that's which which what which is what it was. You know, at least at least those kids are home. They, but then they're sitting there free at last, free at last. Yeah. How did you like, how did you like that? They're doing a free at last yeah, routine okay, too. All of a sudden, the these now. kids look pretty light complected to me, and they're doing a free at last with Jesse. Well, uh, that was horrible. Unbelievable. All right, thanks a lot, Neil. And have a great life. I'm surprised they weren't doing that. Uh, you know, the thing that they do. Uh, what do they call the Pentecostal routine? I'm surprised they weren't uh, grabbing their snakes and stuff. Five six seven oh five six. No, seriously, the one guy has Ramirez. He's a Julio, and the other guys are like uh, white bread, uh, whatever the hell they are. The other one's a Gonzalez. Like I said, they're a bunch of spicks. Uh, so it fits right in, I guess. I don't know. We shall overcome. Or thank free at last. What are we? What are we talking about here? It, 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 it trivial and like everything else with the media, it trivializes everything down to like cliches. Everything is a cliche. Oh, the Lord, I knew the Lord would protect me. I wasn't scared. I knew God would protect me. All these idiotic, mindless, stupid cliches. Oh, I was confident the Lord would protect me. Oh, sorry, I was wrong. Like two of the girls that they, before they blew their crap away there in the school. Do you believe in God? Oh, yes, and you ought to believe it. Oops. Oops. He wasn't hooked up on the right line at the moment, God. And you keep asking, and, and by the way, uh, you know, I asked that question after it happened, and that one jackass calls in, oh, there you go again, exploiting this for your anti-religious, uh, your agenda. 
But in the meantime, when they were asking poll questions around different parts of the world about this episode out there, one of the questions was, where was God? Did anybody... Uh... No. No. Thank you. Was that redundant? No. Here's a mobile and a sawgrass. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, bottom line on George's shows. Yes. Uh, we listen to your show to be entertained when you're there. When yeah. you're not there, we listen to be entertained. George was entertaining. Right. In George's way. We don't want another Neil. We've got a Neil. Right. You know what I mean? It's George is running his own style, which is fine. But exactly. I don't want him to be Neil Jr. Same that, way that with Joe be... doing the board. He's right. running. God he hasn't that. done as much as George, and George hasn't done as much as you. Right. But everything was fine, and much better than ever any tapes, because they know how the show is supposed to flow, and that's the way they keep it. God bless you, sir. And that's the way it goes. Amen. All right? And that's the way it is. That's the way it goes. Thank you, Walter. Thank you. Walter Cronkite, ladies and gentlemen, you got the uh, Walter's uh, stamp of approval. And if Walter put his stamp on it, I bet it's worth at least thirty-two cents. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT. Uh, you know something? I don't even have any idea what I'm talking about today. I'm so groggy and punchy. I don't know whether I'm coming or going. That golden retriever of mine, I feel so bad for him. He wakes me up four o'clock this morning to go out. That dog, all the years, he's never once ever. Awaken me in the middle of the night to go out. The little dog, I mean, I have to mark it on the calendar if he doesn't wake me up 3 in the morning to go out, even if he don't have to take a leak, just to piss me off, okay? That's his nature, that little piece of turd. And I feel so bad because, you know, when you are when you have to be subjected to that neurosis, whatever went on in that house for those 9 or 10 days, I feel bad about it. Walking around with that lampshade on his head right now so he doesn't keep chewing himself all up out of aggravation from being pestered and nudged for 9 days. You also can't lick your own... Good. That's the idea. That's where it's all chewed up. Then, what do you think I put that thing on his head for? I don't want him. Uh, you know, I've got, I've got him healing up pretty good already for a few hours. Doctor Neal. And by the way, speaking of Doctor Neal, I, I didn't mention about the uh, train being late yesterday morning in Amsterdam. See, one of the things in Europe that they really pride themselves on: if the train says it's going to leave at 6:02, it shows up at six. You got two minutes to get your ass on there because at 6:02, when the little hand hits the big hand, those wheels start moving, baby. I mean, those trains run on time. Even Mussolini would be proud. So we got a flight from Amsterdam to London yesterday that leaves at 7:20. The first the train is scheduled to leave uh, Central Station, the Schiphol Airport in Amsterdam, at 6:02. 6.02 comes, 6.02 goes, there's a whole bunch of us standing there waiting for the train, it don't show up. To make a long story short, about 6.15 comes an announcement in Dutch and in English, uh, we're sorry, but uh, it's going to be leaving from another, and we're all running down the escalator and down to another thing, and sure enough, 6.20 it finally shows up. And so, uh, the, the, keep in mind, the train is going to, the plane is going to leave at 7.20 from Schiphol, which is a gigantic airport in Amsterdam. We get there at uh, 6.45. Now we gotta check in at KLM. We gotta check in first. Then we find out the gate we're at. D57. Well, the gates start D1, and D57 is the farthest away. Okay? So now we have to go through passport control, find the D gates, go schlepping and running, and I'm telling you, and thank God for that CoQ10 I'm taking, and whatever else I've been doing, in spite of my, uh, you know, I don't wanna start with the doctor stuff again, okay? I know, seriously, I've been my own best doctor. The stuff that I'm taking is doing me great. Finally get on the plane. I take I take out my little blood pressure cuff that you've seen. Take my pressure. It's 102 over 70 with a pulse of 72. After rushing and if that would have happened six months ago, there would be Neil in a box today. That's right. Morto. Nice going, Neil. Thank you. Dr. Neil. 
152 at 560 QM. You know, Culligan Water has been serving South Florida for over 50 years with quality, dependable service and water conditioning products. If you think you might have some water problems, Culligan can come to your home or office and test your water absolutely free. And if you're looking for a water system installed permanently in your home, Culligan is the best in the universe. In fact, they're going to be doing one in my house. Imagine drinking water right out of your tap and having great-tasting ice cubes as well. The Culligan water system makes all your cooking, spaghetti, pasta, soups, gefilte fish, kreplach, coffee, tea, and your drinking water, of course, as well. Tastes great just for pennies. The system includes a limited lifetime warranty. Culligan water also has a special introductory offer. Get three five-gallon bottles of Culligan.